1: This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Hi, this is Kenny
0: Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good
2: night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lada. What's going on, man?
1: Chilling, man. Lots to talk about. We got the Royal Rumble, Stardom, Nagoya, Super Wars, or whatever the hell they named it.
2: Stardom. I'm sorry. uh, Nagoya Supreme Fight.
1: Whoa. Whoa.
2: Yeah, the Super Wars was like that run from at the end of last year. Yeah, yeah, they switched it up. Yeah.
1: And uh, I think there's some AEW stuff in there, but uh, there's uh, there was some good stuff that was out there. There was a promotion that I think it has like a myriad of problems that we're going to explore. Um, but yeah, it was like, there, there's a lot to talk about, so we might as well get right to it.
2: Yeah, uh, let's, let's start with the top, and then we'll go through it. So, uh, WWE Royal Rumble 2022 um general thoughts on it rich my my i'll go with i'll let you go first i'll let you go for general thoughts
1: so overall i thought it was a largely i felt like there was a show that was coming right and they knew they had to do the royal rumble but like they didn't really have any ideas um that goes for the title matches that goes for the rumbles itself um they leaned on this forbidden door like talk amongst fans to get people excited about it and meanwhile anyone like could see nothing was happening the whole time um i thought the i thought it just stunk Like, as far as um, getting people excited, it was like a glaring example of when WWE does it wrong. It feels like this. Um, As far as the Royal Rumble matches, I've seen people that were extremely hard on them. uh, Like they were some of the worst Royal Rumbles of all time. Don't get it wrong. I think neither of these were close to even good. Right, Right, right. But I do not want people to forget the fucking catastrophe that the 2015 Royal Rumble was the most damaging match in the modern history of WWE awful. Like it will never touch that. Like this was just run of the mill boring. You can see the shit coming from 50 miles away. Like, I had one question like what if this card like and I know it's fake so um, whatever but like what if the matches were in a different order like everything falls apart in that case like it's 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 so stupid how they booked pretty much everything on the show we're talking um, champions getting disqualified for kicking too much ass we've got. Becky Lynch and Dewdrop, heel versus heel, like the crowd just sitting there in confusion while the signs are on fire. We have what what symbolism we have when Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey both win Royal Rumbles and the WrestleMania sign promptly lights on fire afterward. Like, I think that says it all.
2: <laughs> yeah, I um, I watch this show, um, you know, more or less like over 12 hours removed from watching, um, stardom's, uh, B, you know, be pay-per-view like his an anniversary show, but like, you know, they, they have challenges for the random red, red and white belts that are non threats. You know, they're going to lose. Um, and I, I and I'm going to be quite honest with you. Like they're putting more effort into their anniversary show. That's a B show. That everything is literally built towards getting to March 26th and 27th in, uh, back to back nights in Sumo Hall than it is for the, the road to wrestle, the start of the road to WrestleMania. The biggest fucking event in, in professional wrestling annually. Not, nothing's even close. Nothing's even remotely close. And like, it's just a, it's just a thing where it's like, hey, um, maybe once upon a time, uh, I would have, um, Maybe once by the time I would have been okay with this, as far as saying like, oh, uh, you know, two star match, two and something, two and change star match here, two and change star match here. I got a, I got a really good, I got a good ass match between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, but I got a shitty finish. And you know, hopefully they'll, they'll, you know, they'll have a, they'll have a really good match, a rematch, whatever else, and. Uh, you know, my I always have lower expectations compared to other people uh, for Rumbles anyway. I think they're mostly crummy, res- crummy wrestling. And outside of, like, a handful of things, change the outcome bet- between it being a bad Rumble and what people consider uh, a very good Rumble. So, whatever. Um, but, like, I've been spoiled too much by, like, some of the best wrestling I've ever seen over the last six years. Like, from New Japan and the Wrestle Kingdoms and the Dominions and the G1s to... Um, NXT and the takeovers, and, uh, you know, the, uh, that era from like 2018 through 2019 when it was a one hour show to, um, to, to Stardom to AEW and their pay per views and, um, you know, their week to week shows. Like, like nah, man, po- this ain't, this ain't, this ain't good enough. Like, it wasn't, it, po- it wasn't necessarily some terrible, awful, god awful show. I think it's a, I think it's a bad show compared to, um, the entire length of the show but like you take it piece by piece match by match it's, it's just an average just a in the middle mid show but that's not good enough if it's, if it's the second biggest show of promotions of year like i'm telling i is it has to it has to be better it just has to so for me i, yeah. I just ugh. Ugh.
1: yeah and it's like they're pulling shit that other promotions would just get fucking crucified for like imagine ending an iwgp championship match like that Oh my god! Imagine an AEW title match on pay per view like that. Like,
2: would never happen. Like, would never happen. This and
1: it just flies, like
2: because of whatever. Um, Rich people get mad when you have a red or white belt match go to a thirty minute time limit draw where they beat the fuck out of each other. Am I wrong here? It,
1: like, the, a draw would have been a superior option to to what they did.
2: It would have um, been. But Shout you know they don't do talent for First time in the
1: chat, uh, my man Joe Saba said they booked a card full of heel versus heel matches. Who are the crowd supposed to cheer for? Kreller um, says it's so hard to not make the Royal Rumble interesting. Yes, because it's it's supposed to be an all star game. You're supposed to be able to like find callback. All the callbacks are staring you in the face. The the entrances, the pairings, like that's what the Royal is about. It's not necessarily you're not looking for great wrestling or right. anything. like you're looking for like hey how creative can they be you have all these tools and all these people you have fucking surprises you have the element of surprise you have uh, the sports element to it like you ha- you can tell whatever story you want and they just t- came up you know with nothing essentially like um and then like the the women's rumble was just like it had me considering that, Hey, maybe we should just go back to one Royal Rumble a year. I mean, it was, it was not good,
2: man. It was not good. Um, as
1: T I would say, substandard conditions.
2: Yeah, it, it was, it was not good. Um, So I am right now trying to find, yep, found it. So this is from, uh, finish uh, column where he was ranking all of the the best and worst uh, world rumbles and mm-hmm. um, me personally I um, he was writing like the ones he was ranking them himself and then he had people give like uh, dissenting opinions or or uh, or or basically you know basic contrary opinions of like why is this too low why is it too high so um, for me, he had me do the 98 one, and my basically, my gist of it was it's like, hey, um, these things, and I can't, I, right now I'm struggling to find it. I wish I could find, get to, um, the main one. All right, let's just continue talking about the the show, and then I'll find it eventually.
1: So, so Bruce had a question. He said, would a women's Romo have been better with the NXT women's talent in there instead of the nostalgia acts? Not really,
2: I don't I mean, think. Uh... As far as the work, yeah, maybe sure, but um, it is so. It it comes down to effort, right? Like, he's going, or Vince McMahon is going to want to do something with Nikki Bella or Michelle McCool or Brie Bella more than he is going to want to do something with Io Shirai. Um, as far as like for that one night, because to him, Io Shirai's not a, not a star. Even if she comes out and she gets to, be, she'll end up getting one of the biggest pops in the entire night because everyone respects her. Um, and everybody recognize, recognize NXT. So, yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's just a major, uh, problem. Um, like Vince's idea of what's over isn't like actually in tune with what his crowd, uh, g- reacts to. And it's always been that fight, and he's always going to win. And this is why you ended up with, um, people, um, in these. That's why he ends up with all these all of his stars being heels right now. And then you get to the biggest, second biggest show of the year, and it's like, okay, so what are we gonna do? Like we have ha- we have murdered the entire babyface roster in Clubhouse, how uh, in SmackDown? Hey, bring Seth back to uh, SmackDown. I think he just left Raw in November, and a have him feud with Roman Reigns while he's a fucking heel. He's heel on Raw, but he's a, but he's a, a face while he's facing Reigns on SmackDown while he is being the jerk in the whole feud. It is it boggles the mind and, uh, and it's and it's um I I, I like
1: ninety percent of the people in both matches were not over. So and the themes were just like they've been changing all these things out and these they all just kind of hit you in the face. Like those themes are horrible. That they have now. So they're not even filling the arena. So I guess we should begin Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Um, Seth Rollins comes or Roman Reigns comes out first on the show. Um, Gets a good reaction. Uh, Of course, he's like one of the only people they react for because they've programmed it this way. Um, Who else would you want to cheer for? (laughs) Like I was that's that's a big thing that I got while I was watching this. I was like, man, if I was some type of WWE zombie, of course, you would be cheering for Roman Reigns right now. Everyone else is a geek. Um, Then uh, speaking of geeks, Seth Rollins comes out. um, They hit the shield music. So I was like, man, and the crowd like kind of pops. I think it's actually a creative and kind of clever moment. I was like, man, no one's actually gotten over using that music since 2014. Um, and then, you know, Seth is coming out there, comes through the crowd. Roman is furious, uh, spawned a couple memes uh, that I saw floating around that were pretty funny. Um, they get down to the ring. Uh, they're doing the introductions. They're doing all the mannerisms uh, or Seth is doing all his modern day mannerisms while wearing the shield outfit. And then it hits me. I'm like, oh, that shield SWAT uniform that they were wearing to kind of just make them look cool and all that. Like there was a geek hiding underneath that. And uh, and it was in disguise the whole time. So um, they start the match and I think the match is actually like pretty good like they were um like getting the crowd pretty excited uh Rollins was on him early uh trying to put him away with the sling blades and um the curb stomps and the crowd really bit on one of the early near falls spilled outside the ring at one point uh Seth was really throwing Roman around until Roman turned around uh I forgot which one of them got put through a table I think it was Roman he got powerbombed through the table outside yes, the yes. ring
2: and they called it a a shield bomb, I think,
1: something like that. Yes, a shield bomb. That should, ma- yeah, made me laugh. Um, yeah, but you know, all in all, like they they started pretty much, you know, showing their normal chemistry they had like a couple years ago. These guys are older now than they were like five years ago, having these matches. So the pace wasn't the fastest or anything um seth was it, it was a funny thing i like to mess with rob sometimes so like when i saw seth doing those running dives through the ropes or whatever i was like uh the let you know the seth rollins i know wearing that, that uh outfit used to do the front flip over the top rope where's that right so um yeah it was it, it, it was a uh you know the match like started you know breaking down from there, they were fighting for control. Reigns uh ends up taking control, beats the shit out of him, chokes him out, basically makes him look like a geek. But there's a whole thing where Charles Robinson some type of botch happens, uh, where Seth Rollins' arm comes down on the rope, but Robinson makes sure his hand gets on the rope and Roman Reigns chokes this guy out then doesn't release the hold and uh, Charles Robinson disqualifies him so we're beginning uh, the Royal Rumble with a disqualification in the championship match and Seth Rollins wins the match but Roman Reigns then beats the shit out of him with a steel chair for about what seemed like a half hour
2: just wailing on this guy yeah um <sighs> Like you said, that's pretty much the thing. I will add that like there was a very good uh, build up towards the near fall of it in the beginning of the match. Like they, they they had Rollins come out like a ball of fire and hit um, Roman with a million things, and then hit him with a curb stomp. Uh, I, I think they were trying to get you trying to invoke kind of like um, ha- the WrestleMania thirty five match in the opener, yeah. where like he got uh, brought the fuck out of there in like four minutes, five minutes, or whatever else. Um, uh, so they could do the rematch at, uh, SummerSlam had have the real match, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, I was like, people bit for it too, and I'm sitting there like, no, they're not about to be Roman Reigns in like three fucking minutes, are you kidding me? Um, that'd be fucking, that'd be fucking ridiculous, so, um, but yeah, like, as you mentioned, like, uh, getting the more, getting Roman more and more mad after he took his best shot, and then he slapped on a guillotine, and like, after, while he's doing it, like, um, listen to a review, I heard Jason Solomon say that, like, you know, Ro- or Seth showed up at SmackDown wearing a purple uh, sh- purple suit with a purple shirt and a green tie, and obviously it was to invoke, you know, um, the Joker, and he's playing mind games with Batman, with Roman Reigns being Batman, and I, and I was thinking to myself, like, that kind of sucks, because, like, you know, Batman is the hero? I was gonna say,
1: yeah, uh, like, Wrong, and the one right that anyway.
2: we're cheering is, is, and the one that we're supposed to be cheering is a Joker? Like, nah, man. And, like, if anything, we go to, go into the shield, uh, stuff. Like, the person that was the Joker was Ambrose. That's why they were doing the, the, the hold, the held hand, um, promo, the held, uh, camera promoter to invoke, you know, kind of the, uh, the energy that was coming off of, uh, Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight. So it's like, no. Like, you can't just, like, they, yeah. they, they did a lot of stuff with, with <sighs> Seth and the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff that, like, is completely, like, is it something that's cool to do? But if you think for about it for, like, even half a second, you're like, no, I never forgave you. You yep, gave him, like, five million fucking up, times. You made, made up
1: three or four times.
2: Yes. Yeah. They like, had,
1: um, How many readings?
2: Three, three readings?
1: Yeah. Until we were tired of it. It was so bad. Um, so... They had... They had um, people just losing their mind, talking about long-term booking when Rowan hitting him with the chair. I'm like, no. I was like, the person that he was beating the hell out of with the chair like that was fuck. He doesn't work for this promotion anymore. So, like...
2: Right. Like, Like, if he had hit him with one chair shot, and then then, uh, Seth fell there and laid there for five minutes, that would have been what actually... That would have been actually what would have happened. Like... (laughs)
1: Learn the difference between a callback and long term booking. Like this is what not what they were intending. Like when they broke up the shield, everybody that is on the internet doing such a thing.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I mean, it was the best match of the night. Um. Says a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And like you know, like if they got an actual legitimate finish, we might be looking at four stars. We might have been looking at four stars. Uh, But they gave you a terrible finish. Like when I when I originally. Um, when I originally saw that finish, I was like, "That is awful!" Like the ref put his fucking hand on the on the on the top on the rope to make the ropes, and then Roman, a out a perfectly you know perfectly reasonable was like, "Hey, fucking ref, you screwed me! I'm, no, fuck that! I'm choking him out! I'm not letting go of this hold, and he DQ'd him." Imagine. But he, but he, def- but he definitely went over the edge. He definitely went over the edge and snapped. He's like, no, he got screwed by the ref. Fire the ref. Uh, reprimand the ref. Beat up the ref.
1: Women's Royal Rumble. This thing was abysmal. Um, just, just soriness everywhere. A regression. Um, a state of like. Seeing the people that they want to get started and having no confidence, um, this is why we got to be careful about words like influential and um, you know legacy defining and um, you Wait, know
2: what? <laughs> what are you even talking about?
1: So, like with the influence stuff, like you know, like everyone talks about how influential Sasha Banks and Bailey and the four horsewomen in general are. Yeah, sure. And they might be to like, you know, people that want to get started in this thing, but like they have changed nothing like <laughs> about how this place works, like what they're scouting. They've, they're, you know, you can just look at NXT and see what's coming down the pike and then see what they're bringing back. And then it's just like, it's bad really bad and standards are low because there are people that are, that are ready to accept this with open arms um however i am not uh james you wrote out a pretty uh funny uh meme like breaking down the entrance of each rumble so uh, i don't yeah. know how you want to do this but I mean, maybe i can read the real name and then you can um you know to read off your yeah, w- yeah, status yeah let's, yeah
2: let's do that let's do that for this women's rumble then we'll go through the rumble uh, okay yeah, let's
1: do that uh, so here's your here are your rural rumble women's um, match participants number one Sasha Banks Sasha Banks number two Melina retired number three Tamina Jag number four Kelly Kelly retired number five Leah young girl Number six, Liv Morgan. Loser. Number seven, Queen Zelina. Loser. Number eight, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Number nine, Dana Brooke. Jag. Number 10, Michelle McCool. Retired. Number 11, Sonia Deville.
2: Authority figure.
1: Number 12, Natalia.
2: Midcar Vet.
1: Number 13, Cameron. Fired number 14 Naomi
2: Make hard vet
1: number 15 Carmella Jag number 16 Rhea Ripley Rhea Ripley number 17 Charlotte Flair Charlotte Flair number 18 Ivory
2: 60 <laughs> number, number whoa, 19 whoa, whoa, whoa. so let's yeah. stop here Cause I don't know whenever we're going to talk about Ivory again, uh. As far as the show, hey Amen. That that's a that's that's a good looking sixty, and and apparently that sixty is actually really sixty three. Word is on the street that sixty is really sixty three. Really, uh, yeah. Um, shouts out to Ivory. Yeah, shouts out to Ivory. Um, I, I've always liked Ivory. She was always a good promo and she came out here and she was a good promo again and then she cut a backstage promo over she basically was thinking that off was the top funny. of her head and it was funny as hell. She needs to be on TV because she will right now in this division be at worst the second best promo in the division. In that in, in that entire division. Bring her back at 60 a, 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 sorry as Fabe 60 shoot 63.
1: You know, you know Bruce has uh, the female sting. <laughs> Number 19, Brie Bella, Brie Mode. Retired. Number 20, Mickey James. Fired. 21, Alicia Fox. Fired. 22, Nikki A.S.H. Mechanic. 23, Summer Ray. Retired. 24, Nikki Bella. Retired. 25, Sarah Logan.
2: Fired. <laughs> fired.
1: Shit. 26, Lita. Retired. 27, Mighty Molly. Retired. 28, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. 29,
2: Shotzi. Young girl.
1: 30, Shayna Baszler.
2: Gatekeeper. So, in in the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble, out of 30 participants, there was Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey. Five people that you could actually be like, yeah, that person actually has even half a chance of winning
1: yeah most rumbles
2: is, most rumbles you know it's it's like nine eight
1: yeah, lots of jags retired um you know, just this is bad man uh, no way around it and then uh Rhonda wins yeah no and I don't mean way.
2: this from a perspective of we're inside fans we know who actually really has a chance it's like a if you're just watching a product and you and you see these people. You get the vibe of, like, from the pop they get, that kind of sort of thing where, like, people actually believe in them where they can win. Like, there were years where, like, I know it's funny now, but, like, there were years probably, like, six years ago where, like, Dolphins would hit the Rumble and, like, people actually, like, had some hope, like, you know, Final Four. He has had to, to win the Final Four. You look at some of these people like, ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. Zelina, ain't no fucking way. No knock against her. She does what she can do. But they haven't done anything to get the people up. Naomi should be somebody that should always be a threat to win the Rumble. They've done nothing with her entire fucking career.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's just like these people have been around like, you know, it's, yeah. it's bad. Um, and then, you know, you start talking about Ronda Rousey. I'm obviously not a fan of hers. Right. Um, I think she's possibly the most low effort wrestler going i don't mean the work within the ring i mean just like her approach to the business and like you know just being awful as a character on twitter just selfish completely has no idea of how this thing works even though she's supposed to be a fan
2: um it just well I, we heard her feelings so
1: yeah we heard her feelings you know um you know she's a make-a-wish wrestler like as i've said several times um you know she's don't get it wrong. Like I'll I'll never take away like the fact like show she had some good matches with Nia Jax. She had a good match with Charlotte before. But when it came down to it, I didn't think she had a concept of the business at all. Um the worst thing to do is just come out here and be like, you know, it's fake. And like this wasn't stuff they were necessarily writing for her either this is like you know her doing the twitter stuff and the character stuff maybe this run won't bother me as much because i'm not actively reviewing it Mm -hmm. but i'm telling you by the time ronda was gone last time i never wanted to see her again in wrestling and um she came out she looked pretty bad in the royal rumble but you know i'm not gonna hold it against her so she's kind of just coming off the table it looks like so uh, give her a couple more months. Maybe she'll get ready, and you know, her and Charlotte should, you know, probably figure something out. But
2: um, I mean, they had a great match at Survivor Series on a mail, you know, based on like a one week or probably a five day notice or whatever else, um, in 2018. So like they they've had a great match for. If they go out there and and don't live up to that standard, then you know, what does that? Yeah. What I mean. That that ain't no good look for the future of what it could be for um, Ronna, because Ronna's going to be around doing matches uh, for like a full year at least.
1: Yeah, I I think she's a, like, she's pretty whiny. She's a baby in, you know, a lot of different cases and peak white woman, as I've said, peak spoiled white woman. And it's just like, I'm not, it doesn't move me over here. Like, but. You know, they brought her back. Uh, she did get a, get a nice pop when she came out. She did. Just, I think uh, people actually were surprised to see her, but I feel like that is uh, going away quickly.
2: Yeah. So, um, it, but as far as this match, like, it was, we're probably like by the time they threw out Sasha uh, before they could get to, I believe it was Bianca at eight. I was like,
1: oh, uh, tell them why. Tell, tell them, Lauren.
2: Oh, well, if they do the showdown, then you remember about like how you got screwed out of that match at SummerSlam and never, you're never getting that match again.
1: Can't have that. And then um, Bianca Belair doesn't win this match, um, so there's a lot of, you know, and James. Uh, I actually feel good about the tweet now either way because it doesn't change if they
2: do Bianca um, at uh, you know, she didn't do anything to she didn't do anything to earn, to earn her way back into a match, other than like just be on Raw around a bunch of losers. She's like the less loser of all of them.
1: Yeah, like and then like it still doesn't change the fact that she was squashed at Summerslam for no reason. Like that yeah. was my my primary point on it, and it's just like you know all these people that have carried this water now look at you drown in it. Like is like you'll never be able to. Um, Explain that one to me because we won't be, be, be getting yeah be getting that Sasha Banks and uh, Bianca rematch and then Bianca beating Becky, I mean cool like whatever but like it's to a way lesser uh, response and you know they've they've they fucked her up a lot and then I think they've fucked Rhea up even more so yeah I mean it, it, it's bad
2: like I, I imagine that Rhea is it's going to be whoever comes out of WrestleMania with the title. She's going to be someone's like next title program. But it's like you, you you had this woman on ice for like a year, a year. Like she finished second in rumble last year, and then uh, she was Raw champion because you had to take it off of Oscar because she had it for so long, and then.
1: Like, there's nothing to do when you win the title immediately.
2: Well, well, that, and then, like, she lost to Charlotte, and then they did the, oh. and then they did the belt flip, uh, flip thing, or Sh- belt flip thing.
1: Charlotte also eliminated Rhea Ripley from this Rumble just in case anybody thought yeah. anything had changed. Like, yep. no, it is Charlotte's personal mission in life to to let y'all know Rhea Ripley is not our level. Yep, 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 yep. Incredible worker <sighs> that Charlotte is. But it looks like a Ronda Rousey Charlotte Flair program. Those promos are going to be abysmal. They're going to be expecting people to cheer Ronda Rousey. Uh, I think it's just going to go really bad. And I think like she's going to come off unlikable like normal, and Charlotte's going to be like, "Well, you know, this is the match y'all like." And the reason this is happening is because promises were originally made. Uh, this was the match they always wanted to do. They didn't want Becky Lynch in it last time.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Promises kept.
2: The only thing I'm going to say to them is, like, mm-hmm. if they ha- if they have half a brain, <coughs> what they'll do is, um, they'll just fight. Like, there's just brawl everywhere. Like, very little talking in the next, I think it's 70 days, something like that, and just brawl. And then pull apart. And, like cuz like them being physical with each other is going to make people want the match as opposed to them talking themselves out of it because like they'll talk themselves out of it because it it, it'll, it won't take long for Ronda to flub a promo and lose her lose her, her nerve and then like cuz that happened last time when she was actually in the groove of it so like getting back into it like it's going to be even harder um like I could see the crowd getting all over her, and then like, and that's the thing for me. I was like, she's gonna get two return pops. She returned the rumble, returned her first, uh, like let's say first week back, and after that, it's an uphill battle because like she's gonna get herself less and less over. The more they're gonna have her go out there and expose herself as as a an un, a unlikable person. So, um, is be- best for them to do less talking and more physical activity to get pe- to get people hyped to see them tear each other apart.
1: And they're not really giving people the match they want to see.
2: That too, yeah.
1: So they're fighting if they even want to see Ron the back, lot.
2: like us, correct?
1: Correct. Or like, like you, I
2: I don't really don't care, but whatever.
1: Right. Like so, whatever. Um, up next, um, the WrestleMania sign caught on fire. Uh, so if it leaked on anybody, I hope you sue like <laughs> immediately. Um, they they get it to go out. But uh, we get Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. I thought they worked really hard. It just went on forever. And the crowd was distracted by the WrestleMania sign being on fire because why wouldn't they be? Um, and this was just, you know, they tried, but it, it was never going to get there.
2: Yeah, um, I thought there was a lot of effort in this match. I thought that um, I thought that obviously the psychology is off because it's heel versus heel. So you so you know in that situation you either want to root for the title change or you root for the dynamics of the match and the dynamics of the matches. You have um, Do Drop in there who's much bigger than Becky. So Becky's you know coming up with all these ways try to put her away, but it, she's being thwarted by the power and the size difference. Uh, so ultimately, you know, after you know being put on the for a while and, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Drop. I keep going to call her Viper or Piper. Um, and Drop ends up like, you know, uh, crushing her in the corner with a, with a cannonball, um, and stuff like she ends up on the, she tries to go finish up with, I think like a Vader bomb and Becky gets up and it's her with a mandle, manhandle slam off the second rope and finish her. And so like, I mean, it was a lot of thought put into the match, but, um, uphill battle, no one, no one b- believes for a second that the monster is going has a chance to win the, the belt. Um, she's also not over because they have done nothing to get her over. They named her fucking dewdrop for, for fuck's sake. Correct. or She's not over, um, and yeah, um, I, I just, I just want, I just want dewdrop to be and start again. That's, it's kind <laughs> of, it's <laughs> just kind of it. Like, like Tony's out. Like I don't know when t- what what Tony is going to talk or what what she said to to uh, dewdrop, but like. Y'all need to go get that Gaijin money. Y'all really do. They want you back. The fans want you back. You'll be utilized way better. Come home. (laughs) Just come come home. (laughs) Like, the worldwide leader, I mean, that's cool, but, like, are you actually creatively fulfilled? It'd be one thing if like they were doing, you know, if she was doing something really cool or whatever else and like, yeah, she just did a fight, you know, uh, or just have a match with like the most over woman in, in, um, in, in uh, in the industry. That's cool. But it's like, it's going to be a follow up. It's going to be a program. No, you were just the bum of the month and like, you're going to go right choose back to the pile Rumble, of names.
1: was that Royal Rumble title match. We always talk about Yeah, like, where it's like some type of, education. there's always
2: one that like kind of is a dud. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um Then we got, uh speaking of duds, uh, we've got Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, which like had an incredible video package ahead it of did. time, it even did. though they, they left some stuff out and lied and embellished about some stuff. Well, and I mean, it's definitely like saying, saying Bobby Lashley came back and was like this killing machine. Stop playing like that man was out here bending over um, on, on the on the television. Double, like, double a hold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um don't let them lie to you, um, but they get to it. They're they're throwing each other around, uh, and I'm liking it. Kings Road, you know,
2: dangerous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then like I
2: love their lockup. They just just going at it two times. Yeah.
1: Then Bobby decides, "Hey man, I can't begin dropped on uh, the back of my head. So no I'm more. just yeah, no more. Uh, I'm gonna just like." put my my hand down and my shoulder down and it just starts getting all fucked up and it looks bad. Yeah. It's worse even. I was concerned. But yeah, like um he well got to pop his bro- shoulder out the socket. Yeah, he got to throw Brock around a little bit. Um but then of course Roman Reigns comes out and decides to finish uh you know Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa and- hold on play. Let's get let, okay, so Brock throws one suplex. Bobby throws one, and it was brutal on on Brock. Brock was like, that was a good one, but I'm still, like, not concerned. (laughs) So, uh, then Brock proceeds to uh, German him a few times, and then you get to, like you mentioned, um, he gets thrown in his head enough times where he starts saying, fuck that, I'd rather have my shoulder pop out of the socket. (laughs) Uh, so, they end up out somehow, uh, they end up outside the ring, um, after Les, or Lashley gets an advantage, Lashley goes for a spear by the scorekeeper's table. Brock gets out of the way, um, and Lashley eats shit. Uh, they end up back in the ring, and Brock is giving them the business some more. Uh, Lashley somehow slaps on the, um, ends up getting slapping on the, uh, what do you call it, the, the hurt lot, the fool Nelson, and. Brock is selling like crazy. He's selling it for like two fucking minutes. What? <laughs> and then eventually he basically like pushes the ref into the corner. Ref gets bumped. Uh, Bro- or Lashley lets Lashy, let go of the hold. And then Brock gets him up. hits what F five, so he gets a visual. in F five basically, uh, Lashy's feet clip out, clip the ref. Out. So a second ref bump. And then um, he gets the visual pin. Brock does. And then Roman comes out. And in there we go. Roman then. Uh, Spears, Lesnar. He looks at Brock. Or sorry, looks at Haman, who's sitting at ringside, uh, who has the WWE title. He he asks for the title, and Heyman who has uh, who misses his travel chief, wants to be back in the warm embrace of his travel chief. Gives the travel chief the WWE title and uh, Roman is up hitting him with a belt shot hitting Lesnar with a belt shot. And then he ends up throwing that fucking uh, super intercontinental title on the mat. Cause he don't give a fuck about it. Yep. <laughs> and, and then, and then Lash, and then uh, he gets out the ring and then the ref comes to, and then Lashley comes to, and he covers, he covers him after a belt shot. <laughs> yes. Because the it, because it, because it could not idea. be Bobby Lashley beating Brock Lesnar. It had to be Roman Reigns via che- uh, cheating to, uh, to beat him.
1: Like, you know, a black wrestler beats beats, uh, Lesnar straight up? Never. Um, So Bobby Lashley wins the mud belt. And, (laughs) like, you look at that belt this past month, right? Like, that shit is in a five-way, changing hands. That shit is, like, getting fucking interfered on the, the switch it to basically that, that Triple H you know, title change or whatever uh, you know, where Triple H does the finish and then like tells someone else to pin them this, you know like, the belt looks awful now like, yeah. and if there was any
2: doubt on what the real number one belt is Wait, I, didn't um, right there. When he did the four-way right, for the belt was vacated after, uh, after um, SummerSlam 2016 when, um when uh, Finn uh, separ- has separated shoulder or whatever else, right? And it, and it was an elimination match. Like, didn't they eliminate Roman Reigns by having Triple H come out and hit him with pedigree, and then, they, and yes. then, they, and then Seth covered him and didn't do nothing, yes. he just covered him because he got hit with a pedigree?
1: Yep, and then Ke- Kevin Owens, uh, or he, he also pedigreed um,
2: Seth, Rollins. Right, and then and then that's how uh, Triple H, and that's how... Uh, Triple H made him his new guy. Correct. Well, not
1: really, but you know.
2: Well, that's what the story was. He's a corporate champion, and he should, you know.
1: <sighs> he never appeared with Triple H again after no. that.
2: <laughs> no. No. He never did. You're absolutely right.
1: Um, Yeah. Uh, I thought this was... I thought this sucked. And last Leslie, it started so, like, promising, uh, and then by the end it was just like, This entire company is just built around two guys. Everyone else is a fucking geek. It doesn't matter if they're wearing a belt. It doesn't matter if they get a little pop or anything. Everyone is in service of Roman Reigns, of Brock Lesnar. So you might as well just like realize. I I wonder if I watched the promotion through the view of just Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, how I would enjoy it. And everyone else is just like,
2: doesn't matter.
1: I wonder how that
2: would go. Oh no, man! Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the match until the run and I was like, also, "Once once run happened, I just rolled my eyes." I was like, "Oh, of course, this is this is what they do." Like they just have they they're dead set on doing uh, Brock and Roman again, and like after 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 what they've done together, it's like, "Why the fuck will you ever do this match again?"
1: Time so. is a flat circle, and they out of all these matches they've ever had against each other. They've only had one good match. Yeah. Makes it interesting, though. Like, will this one get hijacked as well? I don't know.
2: I mean, uh, probably not because people are past the point of like <clears throat> in that way. And like, it's I think just they've
1: uh, lost that fight at this point because like it doesn't like matter. They've just, you know.
2: I, I don't know. I, I I just think like it is what it is that people don't care.
1: There's no one else to even like one in the yeah. way now. Brian Danielson's gone. Yeah. So um yeah, just like who would care enough to rebel? Correct. Anyone who would care enough to rebel yeah. for is gone.
2: Yeah. They they they're watching AEW and they're like detached like we are. That's pretty much yeah, that's kind of what I mean. As opposed excitement. to trying to fight the uh, trying to fight Vince Man is like, look. In in theory, AEW's best thing ever happened is now like those fans that those those pesky unruly fans, you know, they, they don't watch the show no more.
1: Yep, they can just go react the correct way, like yeah. in you know another promotion. So um, after that, we got uh, Miz and Maurice uh, against Edge and Beth Phoenix. This dunk on ice.
2: Um, Maurice, however, 10 stars. I thought this match had a good layout for the stupid multiple hot tags built off of nobody being a heel or nobody being face. It's just it's time to turn. So like we beat each other to a, to a tie and then we we tag out yeah. at the same time. And then someone's a house of fire every time. Um, Yeah, I I, you know. At least Marie's had the, had the purse with the brick in it. I mean, uh, oh, oh, one one thing I will note, because uh, Murray sent this to me. Um, Mar- Ms. Marie sh- showed up and all red looking like they're member of members of Congo. <laughs> That's great. Yes. So put them next, put them next to uh, Nakajima and put them next to Kino. So, uh, you know, outside of that. Outside of that, I really ain't got much for, much for you. This match was just... Um
1: it just went so long, and then it made me think that Edge was um, about to get a world title shot at some point. But uh, seeing the announcement tonight made me th- think otherwise, because it feels like it's going to go title versus title now. I thought they were going to do Edge and Lashley, but nah. Um, yes, as Joe said, the aesthetics were pleasing. They were. Oh, Wow. Um, yes. So the Royal Rumble men's match, we also have, um, a, uh, a chart for these guys as well. So
2: we'll get to that in a second, but I actually found what I was going to talk about. It actually is more appropriate because like there was less so of the, of the returning old, old timers, if you will, uh, and legends and hall of famers from the woman's side. It was mostly just the actual roster, which is like, yo, this is really depleted. So, um, as I said, Finichel, um, he wrote this thing, ranking the best. Um, Royal Rumbles of all time. This is back in 2018, so obviously, um, a lot of stuff is made over the last few years. But, um, he had me, uh, write about the, he, he had like the 98 Royal Rumble, like, as like one of the, like, the third worst Rumble ever. And I was like, nah, man, like, they're, I mean, all them shits from the 80s mostly fucking suck. So, (laughs) no, I'm not, I'm not going for it. So, uh, my, my, uh, opening of that to talk before I eventually get to defending the, the 98 Rumble. Um, I, I end up saying my thoughts on one mat my thoughts on my thoughts on World Rumble matches aside from about like eight or nine of them are that they're roughly all the same, um, from a critical standpoint, trying to determine which edition of a match that's mostly just seven guys half-assedly trying to dump out. For other geeks clamp to the ropes until the most of the real stars show up is a fool's errand real talk this thing is a showcase in pavlovian science where the crowd ca- counts down in anticipation of a learned reward a big time debuting superstar returning alum a main eventer so uh we go from there uh like that lets you know kind of where I am on rumbles. Like I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> like there's some like the ones that are really good. I'll be like, yeah, that's a really good work. Like you know, 07, uh, 2008, 92, You know, I, 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 the ones that are really good, I, I, will point out. But for the most part, most of these things are kind of the same. Uh, so, uh, Rich, you, you, you mentioned it. So let's go yep. through it about the um these rosters
1: again. So, um. Yeah, Brock Lesnar loses the WWE title earlier in the night, y'all, so let's keep that in mind. Number one, AJ Styles.
2: Legacy Act. Wow.
1: Is he easier to be champion again? Right. Number two, Shinsuke Nakamura.
2: Legacy Act. Wow.
1: Number three, Austin Theory. Young Boy. Robert Roode Number four. Vet Tagger. Veteran Tagger. Number five, Ridge Holland. Young Boy. Number six, Montez Ford.
2: Top Tagger.
1: Number seven, Damian Priest.
2: Mid card champ. Number eight, Sammy Zane. Mid card
1: vet. Number nine, Johnny Knoxville. Celebrity. (laughs) Number ten, Angelo Dawkins.
2: Top Tagger.
1: Number eleven, almost. Giant. Number twelve, Ricochet. Mechanic. Number thirteen, Chad Gable
2: young or mick Hart tagger
1: number 14 dom mysterio young boy could have wrote bum there but that works as well um (laughs) number 15 happy corbin
2: jag just a guy
1: (laughs) number 16 dolph ziggler vet tagger number 17 sheamus
2: legacy act
1: Number 18, Rick Boogs. Young boy. Number 19, Madcap Moss. Young boy. Number 20, Matt Riddle.
2: Top tagger.
1: Number 21, Drew McIntyre.
2: Drew McIntyre. I got excited when Drew came in. Same.
1: Number 22, Kevin Owens.
2: Legacy act. Am I wrong here? Is he ever gonna <laughs> is he ever gonna main WrestleMania or uh, SummerSlam ever again? Fuck no. Well actually he never he's never done either of those anyway, but you get my point. Yeah. Like he's on the back end.
1: Number twenty three, Rey Mysterio.
2: He's wrestling for his kids now. Also Rey Mysterio, Legacy Act. Also wrestling for his kids now, literally.
1: Number twenty four, Kofi Kingston.
2: Legacy Act.
1: Number twenty five, Otis.
2: Mid card tagger.
1: Number 26, Big E.
2: Legacy Act. (laughs) 27,
1: Bad Bunny. Celebrity. 28, Shane McMahon.
2: Legacy Act.
1: 29, Randy Orton.
2: Legacy Act.
1: Number 30, Brock
2: Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. So out of the 30 people in this rumble, two of them were people that actually you could have halfway believed could have won the fucking rumble. If you if you actually know the bright list was gonna be in it beforehand, you wrote this out on the list, be like, oh, the only people that could possibly win this shit is Drew McIntyre and 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 Randy Orton.
0: This not Kevin Owens, mad. not
2: AJ Styles, not not uh Kevin or not not Kevin Owens, not uh Ray Mysterio, not Matt Riddle. None of them. None of them.
1: Yep. Just just in there filling space, filling time, filling, you know, like you look at those first ten entrants, right? And then it's like, what are we doing here? Like, Ridge Holland was just in the ring forever. He's a bum. Um, and you can see the guys that they're picking in the the new like kind of direction is, which is the old direction. Like, they're your Ridge Holland. Like, cool. Like they
2: like Ridge Ooh. Holland is six. Ridge Holland is like six foot flat or six foot one. Brock Lesnar
1: right you got ridge holland you got your rick boogs you got your madcap moss um you know in the older form you've got your baron corbin there and it's just like there's more of them coming like vog wagner and you know whoever the fuck but um yeah this is a pretty bad royal rumble uh, like I said, 2015 was worse just because of the booking and the squandering and, like, the stuff with The Rock and Roman Reigns and it being just damaging to the promotion. This one was just the the cabinet is barren. There like was we no, bar-
2: There was no Daniel Bryan that you could even have hope to be, like, you know. We want him in the We want this person in the room so they can go out here and have a great match and a great story and all that kind of stuff because he's the best wrestler. There is no the best wrestler in these 60 people or the only like 30 people. Like
1: the closest, like we can get some like that, even is like just how we like Drew McIntyre,
2: but like he's not over in that way. Yeah. Like he's not close. Like everybody respects way. him because they're they recognize like for that dude's like one of the best and <laughs> one of the best heavyweight wrestlers in the world. But like they screwed him up. They made him too happy go lucky and they over it, like they screwed it up. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, so like I said, I think this Royal Rumble was it was pretty soulless, uncreative. Um they like but- they, they when as soon as they put AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura out there is one and two. I was like, fuck you. It- like you turned that feud into kicking people in the dicks. Like in yeah. like the easiest thing you had to do was say, "Hey, run it back one year later, you know, what you did or, you know, two years later, uh what you did at Russell Kingdom." Like y'all ain't broke that, y'all ain't broke down that f- much like the people that they had in here. And Johnny Knoxville is landing some of the best
2: shots. James, I All got right. you back. All right, I'm back. Um, I don't know where we left off at, but uh, I'd have to go back and listen to the audio. But audio, I never stopped playing, so it's still recording. Okay,
1: cool, man. Um, I'll chop
2: this. So,
1: like I said, looking at the list, um, you, you got Bad Bunny in there going, you know, eliminate multiple people, like making, you know. It, it, like, he's fine. Like, let's like, not get it. Like, you know, it's cool he can do the Canadian Destroyer and stuff like that, but, you know, maybe he can eliminate one person by, like, you know, kicking them off the rope or something, but, like, he's throwing dudes over the top and shit like that, and it's like, I wouldn't be doing this, but uh, credibility isn't of, you know, concern uh,
2: in Well, when, in it's a celeb- when it's a celebrity, right, like, yeah. you know, everybody made all those jokes about, you know, Jay Leno having... Um, or having, um, Hulk Hogan in a fucking hammerlock or whatever the fuck, but like this is perfectly fine. Like, yes, he could, Bad Bunny could definitely, uh, be out here, you know, giving fucking lucha moves to, to Matt Riddle. Like,
1: yeah, beating up Sheamus
2: Yeah. I mean, and for me, I don't, pers- I personally don't give a fuck, but, um, you know, twenty twenty five 25 years ago, this was, this was such a disaster that this happened. Um, okay. But yeah, like, you know, Bad Bunny, I was I was glad he showed up, wasn't expecting him to be there, and you know, he brought some... He actually, like, brought some life to this fucking match, Look, as I opposed to the real fucking on. wrestlers. Go figure. I popped when
1: he came out when I heard the music, because I yeah. knew it was him right yeah. away. Um, I and
2: also I was like, I didn't want to spend it, because like, I thought he was on tour, or about to go on tour, for you to get a bigger fish fry.
1: Funniest shit is, like, Shaman Man coming back, and he's just outstriking Matt Riddle. Um, is, was he though? I mean, I I think it was like He's throwing a shitty strikes. He, he was throwing the punches, and they were like looking like they were coming close to connecting, but they weren't. Like the man was air boxing, like shadow boxing. Who was worse, near. him or Ronda? <gasps> yes. <laughs> like when when Ronda has Bianca in the corner, it's bad, real bad. So hold on, Joe Joe Saba Lita versus Becky at Elimination Chamber, not WrestleMania. They're doing Lita versus Becky
2: in Saudi Arabia. Oh, we didn't talk about this, but like, thank God that uh, I think it was Charlotte that eliminated uh, Lita because she was setting up like she was going to do the, uh, the, the, the moonsault. And I was like, no, you're going to land on your fucking chin. Don't do this. And, and they just eliminated her. Yeah.
1: Good. Yeah. I mean, Lita versus Becky. Could we get like a less athletic match if we
2: tried? That That is... that is, Those are two... Those are a lot of rust on some red-headed knees. Yeah boy
1: um so yeah royal rumble sucked too um very bad like just look at this list like it's right in front of you pull up a cage match oh, and then, uh, the, and
2: then the, and also another part about it is like they have four hours to do a six match show and because they're doing fucking commercials and you know, letting <laughs> Miz and Maurice and Beth Phoenix and Edge go however long they went, probably four minutes too fucking long. And like, a right. you know, like stuff like that. Um, they get Brock Lesnar in and like by the time Brock Lesnar gets in, like they're like five minutes away from them having to get off fucking air. So like he gets in, he has, to, he, everybody has to get, uh, everybody has to get the fuck out. So Drew and, and Brock can basically go like thirty seconds before he throws uh, Drew out. So we didn't even get like the you know the the also important mini match when you get to the final two or final three or whatever else. Nope, could not do that. Like Brock just got in and threw everybody the fuck out. So it wasn't even entertaining in that way. Like when Brock was in the Rumble, I want to say it was two years ago when he basically, uh, yeah, two, two years ago, 2020, when he basically like came in like 10 and basically like wrecked shop for like, let me like 13 people. Like that was entertaining because like he's actually having like these mini matches and like catching people that are like, you know, surviving him his German suplex or whatever before he finally throws them out. This is like, it's Drew McIntyre you know, the person is probably, like, the number threes, or three or four single star, male single star in the, in the company, and, like, he dumped him out like he was trash. Alright. Whatever, man. Bad. Who, what, what's, what's, is Drew McIntyre the and Andre? Do we know yet?
1: No. We, they, we they, don't.
2: they threw him out like somebody that will be in the Andre.
1: Like, he did that Hogan, you know, the... You know, yeah. flick the wrist, uh, throwing them out like, um, we gotta, we gotta see Brock Lesnar again. We gotta cheer for Brock Lesnar to be the one. To, like, come on, man i I have no interest, none. Like, this is so bad. Like, imagine running a wrestling company and doing this. Like, and you have this like roster. Like, and mm-hmm. this is what you keep coming to over and over again. How?
2: Because they, they have, they have, uh flattened out the roster so much to where, like, the people that are special, people that are, that are do great, that have done great things before, like, don't, do you even feel like you, like, they're stars? No. Like, we were talking about this. Obviously, it's a different point of his career, but, like, we, you know, that last WrestleMania match that Brock and, um, and Roman had, like, also in the undercard was that Nakamura and AJ Styles match, and, not, and AJ Styles, at that point, was, like, a close number two on Roman's reigns as for, like, um, top merch mover in the company look what they've done with him since like like they gave him one more year and it was done with him after that
1: yeah they've just had him like you know basically protecting this fucking giant for a year
2: right and like in any other promotion they would treat him like he's fucking tanahashi right like he's like he's you know He's a top star that can challenge for a title, or anything, and give you a a main event title match. And like Roman's second best opponent in his whole entire career is AJ Styles. It's Daniel Bryan. It's AJ Styles, and then it's probably Seth after that. And they ever wrestled each other since 2016. The first feud they had, and that feud was like their like Roman's best feud of his career. And it's like never, no, no, okay.
1: Imagine never going back to it.
2: Right. It's been plenty of time to, to get back to it. It's weird. It's really weird.
1: But that's your uh, Royal Rumble review.
2: Don't we sound excited? Yeah. So we're going to be even more excited for WrestleMania. Let me tell you. Oh, Jesus. Also, another part about it is same thing, right? So what what, what are the dates for WrestleMania this year? April or March? April or March? Let's see. Uh, WrestleMania 38 date. April 3rd, right? Yep. Rich. Start of Sumo Halls, 26th, 27th of March. So we're going to, so we're going to, just like how in this show, we're going to go through it again and be like, let's compare and Contrast. Let's compare and Contrast. Let's see. It's going to be bad, man. Of course it'll be bad. You'd be like, yeah, man, that was a really cool four star match on, uh, on like, you know, the best match of WrestleMania. A cool four and a quarter star match. Like, how many did Stardom have? Oh, oh, five in that weekend fuck like what are we doing <laughs> uh, yeah so anyway um
0: say goodbye
1: AW. Yes, AW. Break last week. Um, overall, um, pretty good
2: show. I mean... Um, I know. thought it was a great show. I mean, I I mean, I mean, got four and a half star ladder match. Uh, you know, a, a um, what do you call it? A lights out match that was, you know, not super, not a high tier standard of what the typical thing is, but like, that's their hell in a cell. So, like, I thought it was like a three and a half star match, so it was good enough for me. After, especially after I already got like a, a classic ladder match on the, on the show in two hours, and I, you know, I, I thought, you know, I really enjoyed the show. I really did. Um, also, you had the interaction with Wardlow and CM Punk and MJF, so I was with it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really good show. Really good. <laughs>
1: Yeah man we got that opening match Sammy Guevara vs Cody Rhodes Right into it straight off No entrances. Cody standing there Slave master jacket ready to go (laughs) And him and Sammy Guevara Tear the fucking house down (laughs) This is the best Cody Rhodes match in ages Um some people like In some circles this might be his best Match ever um you look At the cage match it's his second Highest rated match there
2: um I think it's his best match
1: was, in AEW. I thought he was serious in this match. I thought he was wrestling in a way that made sense. I thought there was not a lot of bullshit. I thought Sammy was incredible. Sammy's a he, like I, I have called them the human highlight reel since 2019. And he went and added to it with that cutter with the fucking um, you know flip dives off the ladder, um, just oh, doing he, yeah. yeah doing what he wants athletically and just. Being a sicko, uh, as he would say, uh, I would, you know, does the whole thing where he says he's crazy and all that. But uh, Cody bullied him uh, pretty well. Yep. And, you know, this ended like uh, I think Big Dave gave this one five stars. Um, I think that might have been a little much, but that's okay.
2: Well, you Uh, know, anytime you even get like within half a star with Cody, you just got to give it to him. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, this was this was one of the best one-on-one ladder matches I've ever seen. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like f- felt felt like they were fighting for uh, something a little bit, you know. Sam, I think there's a way to get Sammy's. Uh, you know, they didn't his his first reign didn't go. I think how a lot of people wanted it to. Um, I liked it, but I was also saying, you know, he needs more than the good hand mafia to fight. So uh, give him that little bit of adversity with Cody and he gets this belt back. Again, it's like a fresh start, a mulligan of, of sorts. He's a two time champion now. And um, I thought this was incredible, though. Go out of your way if you haven't seen this to see this match. Um, I wanted the latter match and they totally delivered.
2: Yeah, it was refreshing to see a match, a singles ladder match, where, like, they don't just, like, basically just cut out the first third of the match where you actually wrestle and then actually have the fight to get to the ladders where they, you know, most of these matches are now where it's like, oh, let's punch each other a couple times and end up out the ring and then grab ladders and then do shit to each other, hit each other with ladders a million times and then go to the finish. It's like, nah, man, like, you know, uh, I was saying this to Imp on his review show. Like, you know... You can say what you want to about Cornette, but he's right about this part. Like, when you use weapons, like you only get a certain amount of, um, of you know, strikes out of them before you start to get like numb to it. And like a lot of these ladder matches, singles ladder matches, they gets overdone. Where it's like, oh, let's do like thirty things on the ladder. It's like this dimension returns unless you can be super creative with it. Like, so the fact that they use it very sparingly and mostly focused on trying to have a match um that escalated towards using it. And it's that, kinda of reason why I like that um from last year the Cameron Grimes and um LA Knight ladder match morning you did, I liked I like 'cause I like the structure. And this was very similar to the structure, but was way fucking better. So um yeah, like y'all ain't gotta kill you ain't gotta kill yourselves forty times the ladder match you get over You could do it like half a dozen times and it'd be just as effective. Um There's a WrestleMania ten like, you know. esque quality to this match. Um yeah. I thought and in- um, Minus the finish, of course. The finish ain't the same, but yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so, like,
1: uh, up top, like, once I saw Cody was climbing the ladder that wasn't facing towards the camera, I knew he lost and I was celebrating very hard. <laughs> and then uh, Sammy knocks him down, well, awesome off, raises oh, both belts, and we're smoking that Cody Rhodes pack.
2: Wow. I, I thought that he lost once, like, Sammy successfully hit the, uh, the Swanton over the ladder bridge because, like, I thought that Cody was going to move, uh, but, like, once he with that, and, then like, he started climbing, I was like, yeah, he, he, like, he's too weakened. Like, if he fucking Superman's and beat him, like, that'd be like, well, why the fuck do you even, I would, like, been furious. Like, why the fuck do you even do it then if he's gonna no-sell him hitting a fucking swanton through a ladder? Like, you should like, in theory, you could argue that, like, Cody should, shouldn't should even make it up to the top. He should just, like, lose halfway from climbing too slow if he's too fucking beat up from, you know, getting destroyed by the, by the freaking Jeff Hardy spot, by the ism.
1: Yeah.
2: The ism should have the, the put him away. So shout out to Jeff Hardy. Do we need to talk about Jeff Hardy? I think we do. So, uh.
1: It's a, just it's a matter of time before. So, Jeff uh, he- Hardy,
2: um, reached out to WWE along with his wife because they were. thought that he was on. Um, so he was met too messed up to do wrestling or whatever else. He wanted to go to rehab. So, he, uh,. They released him after he said, no, I'm not taking another, I'm not, I, I took your drug test and like, I'm not going to rehab, fuck you. They released him and he wanted the word out about the results of his drug test because it came back negative. Um, so the thing is, like the drug test ain't, ain't, uh, ain't exactly an alcohol test, but uh, at the same time, when it's Jeff Hardy, like we've seen that dude loaded before and get into the ring. Um and also WWE don't really mind motherfuckers that drink as long as they don't be they're not drunk while wrestling working the matches. So um he 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 feels really you know he's really like in that mode of sticking it to them and they asked him to come back to WWE and sign a contract and um and they and were he, going to add him into the WWE Hall of Fame and he said no because he's not a mark
1: correct <laughs> so, Jeff Hardy not a uh, mark. And Hardy was Matt Matt, not Marx. So. Right,
2: right. And Matt Hardy definitely. I mean, they. I mean, don't even me wrong. Like they, they were marks at the point. All them shits. Oh. They, all the, all the stuff they did to themselves to get themselves over. That's Mark. That's Mark behavior. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, like uh, Matt has, has been very vocal on the socials on on the interwebs saying I mean, he wants all, his. He can't wants, see what's coming. He he wants his younger brother. So so um it, you know. I think it's just a matter of time before Jeff Hardy ends up being all elite.
1: Yeah, they're going to draw a shit ton of money with the Bucks and whatever other
2: tags. Need. They're going to have a FTR, F- F- the Lucha Bros, Jurassic Express. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, Kings of the Black Throne, or whatever the hell, um, Malachi Black and Brody—not uh, Brody Lee, uh, Brody, but Brody can call have each one other. One more
1: hot run, it, like I, yep. I think, and then because they
2: got all the teams to do it with. Yep, and all them teams are gonna like yeah, I, kill themselves to get them yep. get the Hardys over. Much like the Hardy, much like the Young Bucks did with uh, with them in what 2017, eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So or 2017. Um,
1: Pretty happy to see this is the the end result of this, and it's like, you know, maybe maybe Jeff like you know got himself fired, maybe uh, a possibility this. he like,
2: did leave in the middle of a house show match.
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, hopefully, you know, like man, hope- fuck
2: this, what am I doing,
1: man? What am I doing? Right, and okay. like <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's my bitch Jeff party accent I got. <laughs> like a lot like AJ Styles but whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but I'll yeah. Do what man. I can. Yeah, man. Um get ready. Uh for for, for Jeff Hardy for sure. Um I like if it, like I said, it, I've been following Matt Hardy's shit very closely ever since this shit has gone down and there's a stark difference on like like you can tell he he wants to like kind of pop off and then like he's just playing it you know real smooth but letting you know is coming so they were out on a snowy beach Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs with the full mink coat are out there with Shivani Um, Hobbs then challenged Dante Martin to a match uh, and Starks did the same for Jay Lethal that's gonna be next Friday on Rampage handicap match Warlow got rid of two jobbers fucked them up.
2: Yes, and uh, Powerbomb, one on top of the other, and pinned him. Yep. Great
1: squash. Um So, Inner Circle versus Daniel Garcia in 2.0. This is the Santana and Ortiz show. Kind of refused to tag in uh, Chris Jericho. He was trying to get the hot tag, but uh, they only wanted to really tag each other uh Jericho eventually jumped down from the apron and took himself out of the match but then he broke up uh 2.0's finisher and he hit a judas effect on uh Matt Lee and then Santana used a power driver for the win kind of moving that inner circle and Jericho thing forward so maybe this leads to Jericho turning heel again who knows
2: I don't know uh I don't think it's turning is him turning heel I think it's more like those guys are guys going to be used to try to get to um a eventual match with uh between Jericho and Kingston and then after that I think they'll you know probably shake hands or whatever else or have some type of respect or who knows like after Jericho beats him he'll probably just you know walk away again just like every time he lost to like uh dangleson or, or punk we'll see they aired a video for Lance Archer and Jake
1: Roberts uh and they t- said the world title match is going to be a Texas death match a man's uh, you know uh hangman was in the video like it's gonna be a Texas what? Like damn there. A, a, a what?
2: Shit I
0: mean
1: So last time we saw a Texas death match, Lance Archer beat John Moxley right. uh, in that match. So I think that's a nice stipulation
2: to put on that and had really- to. Otherwise, like you wouldn't believe that he had a chance in hell. Yeah, and these
1: two actually should have a really great match. So looking where forward. to
2: is, that. Where where are they gonna be next, uh or on or this week on Wednesday? They're gonna be in Chicago this week. Okay, so okay. Texas deathmatch
1: in Illinois. All right. Well, the, the match isn't this week, it's the week uh, after. the week after. Where's yeah. that at? We're going back to, to Texas
2: like in a few weeks. I, it might be in Dallas. Okay, because I know they're doing maybe. Like, I don't C- know. Cedar Park in, is that outside of Austin or Dallas? I can't remember. You know what? I think they're in San Antonio. That's what it is. They're in San Antonio, but they're also coming back to Cedar Park pretty soon, too. Mm-hmm. Like they just like open up tickets to go there. So, um, after that, uh,
1: Jurassic Express and the AHFO were backstage. Um, uh, they're going to defend the titles against Private Party on Rampage. Kristen said everyone's come for the chance, but, uh, you know, it was a Christian Matt Hardy doing promo, not really anything too uh, notable there. CM Punk and MJF cut a promo. Punk came out here dressed to fight, uh, had his hands taped up. Uh, he basically had to crowd chant MJF because he still had the Burberry scarf. Said it was st- sick of talking and you want to get to it. Um, but after that, uh, MJ's music played. He came out. He mocked the crowd as if he was going to wrestle um, punk before insulting Cleveland a lot. Uh, he said he'd give punk the match in Chicago. I Man, after he beats him, they're going to see the real punk, the one who loses his smile when he doesn't get his way. And he blames his failures on everyone else like LeBron James. I popped. Um punk no-showed cleveland in 2014 when he left wwe like i had kind of remembered that offhand and he said basically punk was here tonight to kind of make up for that um he said when mjf beats punk he's just gonna cry about it on podcasts. uh punk responded with probably some of the best like babyface lines i've heard of in you know, a, a while. Okay, the Texas Death Match will be in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um. So the be- He said the best thing I did was leave. The best thing I ever did was come back. And then he won the match now. And he said these people love me because I get back up and fight. Uh. Then MJF brought. in. And then in, he talked about know-
2: how like I'm. You know. Like I don't know if he said the Midwest connection, but he was like, I'm from a city of fighters. I'm in Chicago, just like Cleveland is a city of fighters. It's like yeah great baby face stuff. Like, and that's what he's been doing ever since he's been back and talk about that. Like I, I really enjoy, it. I'm really glad seeing punk came back to wrestling. I really am. Yep. Um, MJF then brought out FTR and Wardlow. Um,
1: but punk got jumped behind from spears. They beat punk down and spears, uh, was whooping him with the chair, uh, FTR. And, and then spears are really leading the assault. Warlow didn't really want to get involved until MJF then demanded he do so. Wardlow gave CM Punk a nice safe power bomb uh onto the chair and uh MGF sat on top of Punk like he was Kenta sitting on top of Naito and said he'd see him in Chicago.
2: Yeah, so that's two callbacks. That is the that like you mentioned that one and also CM Punk sitting uh cross leg, you know, before the pipe bomb or other promos. So like it was playing on both of those.
1: So uh, the Acclaim called out Mox. Anthony Bones is going to face him for, uh, for Rampage. Uh, they did Julia Hart and Griff Garrison backstage. But uh, Julia Hart was going to talk about the House of Black, but Mark Sterling let her know that she was eligible. Is she was drafted to come f- fight Jade, essentially.
2: So uh, Jade walking around just kind of, you know,
1: yeah. taking picking up yeah, opponents.
2: She, yes, smart Mark Sterling had her sign a waiver to waive liability for Russell One-Eye. And she <laughs> took it because she's eager to prove herself. And Griff Girls was like, "You sure you want to do this?" And she was like, "Shut mark. up, Griff." And Griff was like, "Well, fine. Do what you want. You're gonna mm. get your ass, well, I'll be there to, to help strip you off the fucking mat." So
1: marked him, being a mark.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Young and dumb want to prove yourself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> prove them hospital bills. <laughs>
1: So we got Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet next. This was quiet. The crowd did not care.
2: Nope, not at all. Um, They tried hard. Uh, I thought that Layla missed a couple of strikes that would have been important to try to get this crowd over. But I thought by the end, they got the crowd (laughs) to make some noise. So I guess that's a a battle or victory in itself. But yeah, yeah. uh, I expected a better match I have to be quite honest because I think those I think highly of those two um, but yeah they had a, a slightly above average match
1: After the match Statlander ran out to lift the aesthetic um and her slapped on armbar and Stat ran her off so um, after that, we got Malachi Black cutting a promo video. He said that Brody King was the embodiment of conflict and violence. He said that Pack would be humbled and Death Triangle would feel true pain. And then Brody King said, just like death, we are an in- in- inevitable. Um, after that, we got Britt Baker cutting a promo. She had all her PWI awards, uh, match of the year most approved, and, like, Women's Wrestler of the Year, um, came out in the, all the Pittsburgh clothing, mocking the Cleveland fans, and she talked up her awards. She insulted the Browns. She said she created this division, became the face of AW, Then she, like, put Baker Mayfield on a grill over and over and over and over and yeah. over and over again. And, like, yep. she kind of, like, lost track of her train of thought and then, kind of like
2: because the crowd, once she off. started shitting on the Browns, like they started chanting like dog pound chants, and like she kind of lost, her. she kind of lost what she was getting at. And then, like <coughs> it, it was cool by like the fourth uh, uh, Baker Mayfield joke, but then like so she starts talking about like number of incompletions that she, he had, and I was like, yo, like you should stop at four, not not keep going till you get to ten. So um, she started out strong, but she lost steam. But, um, I mean, it was cool to see a, a full promo in the ring with all um, We got Nyla,
1: and, yeah, a lot of people thought someone would come out, but I feel like the wheels are in motion, like Thunder Roses facing Mercedes Martinez next week on Rampage, and there's only one place to go from there. So, um, main event, unsanctioned lights out match. Orange Cassidy defeats Adam Cole. Um, this was... We we kind of saw this coming from a mile away. Once it was unsanctioned,
2: uh, OC would get the win. Uh, I didn't like this match. Um, I don't blame me for not liking the match because I gotta say there were lots of moments during this match at the beginning, the first time I watched it where I was bored. Um, well, I, I thought like there everything they're doing is technically correct, right? But I'm not. But it doesn't grab me in the, in the slightest. Um, and then there was a moment where I can't remember what the moment it was, but like, it turned around for me. Then they went down a closing stretch, but, um, yeah, like working the hand in a lights out match to set up the, um, that's why I didn't grab me actually. Like the work the hand, you know, uh, you know, uh, I think Adam Cole, like slapped it into between the post and trapped it between the post and the stairs and then kicked the stairs into the post. Um, there was also another spot. Oh yeah, he put, he went He's to go give him the, the, give him the orange point. punch. He went to give him the orange punch. And then like Cole put up the ring bell and he punched the ring bell. That's and that was before they actually went to the the posts and, and the uh ring steps. But like it set up towards a spot where um Orange Cassidy after the run-ins finally gets a shot to get hit him with the orange punch and he hits it and then he like grabs his hand and does the whole like sell because I'm in so much pain that I can't make it to cover immediately and leads to a kick out. And I was like, i normally love that, 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 uh, that spot where someone has an injury and then like they do a move on the injury because they're they're so desperate to win. And then like, they can't make the cover. So it's a near fall, but it's a hand. It's not ribs. It's not a knee. It's a hand. If you were in combat fighting and you stopped fighting because your fucking hand was broken, you would, you wouldn't survive in the sport. Everybody fights with broken hands, and wrists in, in, in combat sports. Everyone does get the fuck out of here selling it like you're dying just cover them while grabbing your hand
1: I, I, I didn't really feel like you know like I I didn't really feel like it was physical enough I didn't feel like there was urgency really to this match like they are just kind of doing a match going through stuff it felt I don't like. disagree and I just thought like I thought Cole's offense looked bad I thought the the punch uh, the punches they were throwing at each other kind of looked not great um I didn't like the finish.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't uh, like someone hugging him off the fucking and coming off of the top of the tunnel through the ramp? You didn't yeah, like that? Like, he, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't like mind it
1: the I didn't mind the hug part is when Cole started like gyrating and all that shit. I was like, "What the fuck are oh, you
2: doing?" Oh, oh, he like, oh, oh, said you're supposed to spin disbelief that once he get, he's getting lightly hugged around the uh, around the bicep and triceps that Adam Cole is now handcuffed, and he literally put his hands together like as he was hand- zip-tied together, and he couldn't move. And right. and then they look down at the floor, and he looks at the floor, and like, no, don't do it. It's like, if that actually happened in real life, you wouldn't be like, like oh my bad. god, he's going to throw me to the floor along with him. You'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you right. looking at?
1: Right. So and Then they fall, and it's actually a pretty sick-looking bump that they take, and Cassidy gets the pin there, but I thought this was... A letdown. I, I so, laugh
2: when I laugh when um when when Bryce Finsberg damn near fell through the thing trying to count the pin. I, I laughed. I was like this goofy ass match. You get, uh, you take your three and a half star, your beer uh what do you call it uh your replacement level h- hardcore death match uh, uh rating. Get the fuck out my face. That's how it was like, with was Like here, get out of here.
1: Like this only in the name of the lights out match here. Like you know, when, you know when what it that was like.
2: It was like that Ray Mysterio and uh Roman Reigns Hell on a Cell match on SmackDown last year that got that I gave three and a half stars. Like, it's Hell on a Cell. It's Ray Mysterio, it's Roman Reigns. Three and a half stars on TV for Hell in a Cell. Okay, here, take it and get out of here, man. Yeah. Um,
1: Dan Housen was under the ring. Now I know
2: nothing that part about
1: too. Dan Housen, um, but I saw this guy under the ring and I was like, what the fuck is this? It has like, nothing
2: to it had nothing to do with anything other than to say he's all elite.
1: Now, James, tell me about, like I said, I know nothing about this guy. Just whenever I see his face, I'm like, I, I hate this person.
2: He's a meme comedy guy. Like, I like I don't know how good of a wrestler he is. Like, I was on the same boat as y'all were until, like, I, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I saw a video of him, like, uh, somebody had him up in the air, like, in a choke. Like he's about like you said, the apex of a choke slam and when he was at the top, he escaped by hitting somebody with a fucking judo chop on the top of the head, and I fucking howled now ever since then I was like, you know what? That, that that's fucking funny. So I I, I, I literally won eighty off of one of one stupid ass comedy spot and that's all it was. Like, if he comes out here and slings this shit up, I will turn right back on him. I'm that fickle when it comes to this person, I don't know. But like he's he's sharp with it he's he's funny he's been a hustler and figured out how to get a lot of make a lot of money off his likeness and with the goofiness of the van Housen thing where he's basically like he's almost like a, he's basically a villain but it almost like uh portrays himself almost like a like a uh like a comedy vampire that's not actually a vampire like he talks about how he's old he talks with this like uh transylvanian accent um and like he's really cool with a lot of all the guys that have been on the indies over the years. Um, obviously, because he probably worked Shikara, and, and I know he definitely worked uh, Ring of Honor. So, like, somebody that everybody knows, somebody that, you know, um, is a hustler, making a lot of money, is really in the ethos of, like, what AEW was not started out, where it was like, we are, you know, the American wrestlers that were, the guy just from New Japan in, like, major any professional wrestling that was a heart of AEW. So, like, for it makes sense for him to be in AEW. And, like, I think... I think a lot of people have concerns, but like, I think he's going to be so low stakes as a comedy guy that's going to be in BTE and that kind of stuff, where it's like, I think he'll get over to an extent, but like, I mean, he'll just be like an Orange Cassidy type to where, or probably someone that you beat even more than Orange Cassidy, so like, I don't think it'll be something that serious, I don't think he's as good as wrestler at Orange Cassidy, so I don't think you have to worry about that, like, he'll be somebody that just like, you sit out there to be do funny skits with, and and do, and, you know, get like the faces of like, what the fuck are you doing here, he's like, oh! That sort of thing and get sight gags and that'll be it. Like I don't think he's gonna be like I don't I'm under, I, like I don't think he's gonna be having uh, matches on pay per views. He, he's like not
1: that. gonna have a lights out match. At some I, point. I don't
2: believe so. No. Um,
1: Britt's the real hardcore one in the house uh, with with her and Cole. Uh, she's up one zero in lights out matches.
2: Uh, yeah, she's up on one on uh, lights out matches. Well, no, they both lost.
1: No, I'm saying like who who actually like had a great match.
2: Oh, and lights out. Oh, I mean so. if we ju- I mean if we judged uh, the the Britt Baker and, and um, Thunder Rosa match like we judge women's lights or men's lights out matches, I don't think it would be as favorable. I think it's a lot of like shock. Oh my god, they're so violent, they're women. I haven't oh, yeah. watched it since, but I watched I, a, I, I watched the match the first time and I was like. It's very good. Like, when people were like, it's the match of the year, I'm like, dude, you're out it's here. It's number
1: nine on the Voice of Wrestling um, uh, match of the year
2: uh, countdown list. I, I have never rewatched that match, but I can't remember But I can tell you when I turned off on, or when I turned on it, was when that ladder didn't come within a foot of uh, Britt's face, and then next thing I know, she has a fucking bloody face. I was like, oh, okay. All right. You, you, you already have a bloody shirt. You're going to have another one. And sure enough, another bloody shirt. Uh, so but, like match was great. There were some some really cool spots in it, um, but like I watched that match the whole time and I was like, Brit is being carried by Thunder Rosa. Like Thunder Rosa is, deserves every bit of credit for this match. Like Brit was just there for for the ride and she played it cool. Um, if I I think oh, I think a rewatch. I might I, I I don't know. Like we might have to rewatch it. You might have to like, do a rewatch this weekend or something on it.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched it since, and I had COVID when I watched it, so I don't really have great memory of it in, in detail. But you know, I I loved it. So, yeah,
2: so, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, like someone in the chat just said, like Brit Sheeta for the match from the from the, at the Cody Dome is still Brit's best match, in my opinion. And like, for my you know, for my speed, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um. Yeah, like that match. I thought, like you know, because I'm not really much of a I'm, I'm over fucking death matches and blood everywhere and shit or whatever else. Like if you go if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna get blood, get it get a hard way on accident. Like I don't want to see you come out here and hit someone with a fucking el- or hit somebody across the forehead with an elbow or forearm. Like get it from wrestling so hard that you someone gets get nicked, gets nicked or whatever else. Like how uh Mayu and Julia just went. Like oh, I accidentally like landed on your head with a moonsault and then your chin busted open. Okay. At the very end of the match, okay, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, so, I, I really uh, did like Sheet and Britt from uh, Georgia,
1: really did. So Rampage, um, I thought Rampage was awesome. Like Rampage's been on a roll like the last two months, I'd say. Um, <clears throat> John Mosley and Anthony Bowens opened up uh, another solid match for. Um, hold on, C- Cody Quinn Hall, nah man, nah man, that's QT's gym, bro. Um, but, uh, let's see, uh, John Moxley in, uh, Anthony Bowens, another, uh, solid TV outing for Anthony Bowens. I will uh, go ahead and start the, um, uh, the, the, the push, the acclaimed, uh, agenda, uh, for, for the rest of this year. Like, uh, are just awesome. And Moxley great in this match. And I, uh, I enjoyed this.
2: Anthony Bowens is very good. Um, Anthony Bowens is now on my list with, like, Trent and Kazarian and Bobby Fish and um, probably John Silver and and, uh, Bald from FTR was, like, yeah. In a tag team, one of the tag team members is uh, in the singles. They're going to have a really good match and get their ass beat to a star. And I'm I'm perfectly fine with it because I know what they can do. And that's where I am with Bowen's and that rest of that, and the people I named. Really enjoy him. Really enjoy watching him. Uh, FTR he's all he's proved it for months now at this point.
1: Yeah, FTR took on Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson, and this ruled. Um, they were FTR against, against off. FTR against lower ranked teams is always amazing, uh, especially when they're on dark. Um, they just do so many like things to kind of pop you and stuff like that but this one was a little different because both lee and brock were displaying their different talents against them like lee's you know great with the athletic stuff like brock is uh he was kind of a great traditional yeah he's just like his dad. dad he's like a traditional wrestler but like he um i would say arn was a better puncher and kicker than Brock Anderson is, but like, you know, he's, he's a, he's a nice, big, strong guy uh, that is going to work hard. So I think this was the best he's looked in uh, the most like comfortable in that he's looked rather than looking like some type of cosplay rookie uh, debuting. It seems like he actually got his feet wet here and uh, FTR was awesome in this match.
2: Yeah, they were um, bo- uh, both of those, these first two matches of, of uh Rampage, I stopped just short of giving it a three and a half. I gave both of them three and a quarter. I really enjoyed both of the both of those matches. They went short too, so. Uh, Jade and Julia Hart,
1: uh, for the time it went, it was cool. Um, I liked Jade basically finishing her off. Uh, Julia Hart's not anyone necessarily that's pushed or anything, but uh getting Jade on the show again, getting getting her another win and um, you know, keeping her strong. Yep. Besides that, we had the AEW Tag Team Championship, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus against Private Party. And they went off and had a nice little match here uh, in the main event. And I think uh, what Private Party has, you know, they've been heels for about a year now. So I think when they turn back Babyface, they're going to have a better idea how it all works. And I think I would anticipate them even being better uh, than they were last time when they were Babyfaces. Uh, this was all action uh, right at the beginning. Thought it was going to be a quick title change. Um, it was not, but they went into lots of cool action all throughout this match. Too much to kind of name, but... There's yeah. key
2: things that I remember. Um, so, they, I think they jumped at the bell, and then immediately, like, Isaiah Cassidy ends up hitting uh, Luchasaurus with a tornado off the, um, over the ropes. Um, and then, you know, there was a they went to hit the gin and juice is kind of, you know, um, after that, they hit the gin and juice and, um, jungle boy kicked. And then by the end in the middle or towards like the start of the second act of the match, like they actually hit a, a gin and juice and jungle boy turned it into a fucking Canadian destroyer. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was fucking yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, then, you know, by the end, um, they get uh, Isaiah Cassidy – I'm sorry. They get Mark Quinn in the ring, and, like, they – Luchasaurus basically hits some with, like, base, like – I think they call it a thoracic express. And, like, basically almost like a flip alley-oop into a uh, sit-out power bomb for Jungle Boy. So um, – right, right. and Jungle Boy ended up picking up the win. I, I I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was really cool. I, I saw the cage match right now. And I was shot. It was like, y'all think this is a below three and a, three and a half star match? I gave it three and three quarters. Um, but I was like, y'all thought this was like some three and a quarter match? Nah, man, you're, y'all you crazy. Y'all crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't checked the cage match on it yet, but um, they set up. It's like a up- 6.69 or something like that. It's like, what? They
1: set up uh, the ass boys, uh, the run-in ass boys jumped on. Um, Immediately. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, they heard one note, and it was on Jungle Boy's ass. and <sighs> um, So... It- It was like, oh, wow. And I got to turn the music (laughs) off immediately. Um, But, yeah, they've got their own kind of look of being the guns of of this generation. And, um, yeah, you know,
2: they'll get their shot next and uh, probably lose. (laughs) Oh, they're definitely losing. Um, But, yeah, got to say, like, really, really happy to see the match with Private Party. Like, that's the best match they've had since they turned heel. Like, you know, Andrade shows up and look at him. <laughs> Try to like gotta you know gotta 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 get back to what y'all was doing best. Um even if y'all are bad guys, like the generic heel shit they were doing was just like that shit sapped the life out of them for a while. So um I was glad they were able to get this shot and kind of show them show show the world like what they were doing before Matt Hardy got a hold of them.
1: Yeah, man. So um I guess there's only one thing left to do, James. It's time to hit the music.
2: alright man so I gotta say um, I don't think I've been this surprised by a starting pay-per-view since the first night of the Grand Prix when they basically went out there and they said hey we're just gonna basically be like the G1 um, on pay-per-view so this show had tons of good match or every match was good all but one match was very good and then, like, there were four, there were like five matches on here that like, like, put in the notebook. Just put like, or not notebook. I know people have different like uh, things, but like high threes and four or fours, even a four and a half star match on this thing. A four and a half star match is damn near four and three quarters for me. Um, I, I I was really impressed. Uh, I was really impressed by by Thekla. I was really impressed by. Um, Mirai being in that spot, having to go that long after that match that they had to follow. Um, so yeah, what were your general thoughts of of watching the show today, Rich?
1: Um, so I had it, you know, playing while I was working all day, and it was just like every time I was looking up, it was just like lightning fast action everywhere, people getting kicked, people working hard, um, and I was, I enjoyed this whole show pretty much. Um, there the wasn't top like bottom a bottom basically. Yeah. Like there wasn't a match that was like, Hey, man, what the fuck? Like, um, so yeah, man, I, I like yeah. you look at it and it's just like those top three matches all like delivered. Um, both tag matches, blazers. Um, yep. you know, you do a title change and you know, they kind of had some fun during the Mina and Thecla match and then the, you know, the, the 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 high schooler and the former teacher, um, who is like a year into her career, having a better match than the women's title match at the Royal Rumble.
2: Um, so like, you know,
1: I, I'll take it.
2: Yeah, like I can't even you can't even argue with it. It just was. Um, yeah. So and then also the part where like uh, the prominence thing and what that could mean in like what they teased in the skit thing with um with Rossi and, and, um, and Kamatani is like, this was a B show. And like, they gave you killer matches all up and down the car, all up and down the card They gave you like quite possibly what we look back on is like the beginning of like the hottest thing in Joshi. <laughs> um, um, it, and this was a B show. Like I am saying it was the anniversary show. They left the anniversary show for stardom, but like, you look at those challengers like Unagi Sayaka and uh, Mirai as red and white belt challengers uh, are not threats. You don't think there's going to be title changes. These are brand new champions in the first defenses. Nah, but i will be damn like they still, they still had matches that were like, uh, as good as you could imagine them being for both for, uh, for the spots they were put in. Uh, so let's start from the, from, uh, the beginning. um, Future of Stardom Championship match: Champion Hannon versus Lady C. Um, as you mentioned, it is high, it is uh, high school, seventeen-year-old, uh, a re- a real one, a real J a real J.K. fighter. You know, really in high school fighting, not someone twenty-five portraying someone that's uh, seventeen uh, because they're being because they're Booker or they're Bookers are doing doing stereotypical nonsense uh versus Lady C. Uh um. shouts shout out to my, uh,
1: shout out the Ice Age and uh, Velge Bracker. Pretty much pointed this out to me. He was like, Yes, a 16 year old teenager and a 26 year old, very awkward rookie who has been wrestling only for a year, probably better than 85% of the women's Royal Rumble. It's amazing how low the bar is in the West. And then Ice Age says, It turns out that a multi million dollar performance center and access to the best available athletes to pro wrestling can be beaten by finding a random family full of judokas and asking if their kids want to train for pro wrestling. And asking a random home economics teacher if she wanted to be giant baba.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I popped when they said that giant baba thing. So
2: yeah, so she uh no uh, uh whenever she won her first match, it so that's like November ish, I think. Um she won her first match against uh Waka and um Waka. Like, she she ends up pulling out the giant she pulls out the, the giant backbreaker. Uh, from Baba, and she started doing the headshots like Baba. So yeah, like she the Bobism just got added recently, and it got her some wins, and now she's in the uni- unit. So yeah, like, um, Lady C, uh, and I think they mentioned it in the thing like Lady C was a home ec teacher, and then like she started going to like those workshops, like those workshops we used to see like little Hannah, um, like little Han- like the Hannah Kimura's mini me, um, she would like you would see you would see a tall this super tall woman in these pictures, like and turns out, and she was wearing the Tam stars, stars color shirt. And it turns out like that's lady. C. like she got into this shit. Cause she was inspired by watching Tam. Um, uh, so yeah, like that's fast forward. And that's where we are now. But, um, so like Queens quest, half of them now at this point, or two or 40% of them now is like Tam influence. So anyway, uh, yeah, they had a good match back and forth. Um, Hannon, uh, Hannah was ahead and then uh, I almost called her Lady Baba. <laughs> Lady B. Yeah, Lady B. Uh, so then uh, C ended up uh, hitting a, a gruesome looking backbreaker on her and then she ends up going for her her her, um, her uh, giant backbreaker. Hannah gets out of it and rolls through ends up getting a, um, a-, a arm bar. Lady C fights out by like uh, trying to get on top to get her into a pin situation. Um, and then there's a there's a choke slam from Lady C, and then uh, uh, breaks the count. And then ultimately, uh, Hannah ends up winning with her um, what's her move? Oh, she goes for a famouser. She botches the famouser. She goes for it again and hits it that time. Uh, and then she I uh, think she gets her up with her. I don't even remember what she hit her with. Uh, actually, I have the finishes right here, so maybe I should just look at those instead of trying to remember off the top of my head. Maybe that's what I should do as a um, aspiring professional broadcaster right uh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so hannah ends up winning with uh yeah a bridging yes her new finish the uh the bridging backdrop suplex uh, i think she calls right. it a backdrop driver yeah that's how she won the belt at um at sumo hall and that's what she used against lady c
1: so uh, hannah gets the victory and promptly goes to commentary afterward
2: Yes, uh, I think one match after this. Yeah, so uh, after after that match, uh, Coco comes out and asks for a match. So it will be uh, a title match. So it will be uh, stars versus stars for the future title. Uh, I guess in the next available pay per view, probably.
1: Let's get 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 it.
2: So next match, Utami... Before that. Before oh, that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Totally forgot. So before that, normally in this in this spot. Um, after the first match of recent pay-per-views, they show you the next venue that they're going to do their show at. Well, the, they already have the shows already out until um, those two Sumo Halls back-to-back, so there's really no... to tell you other than reinforce it, like, oh, yeah, there's going to be pay-per-view um, in February. I forgot where it is, but it's like February, late February, and then also those two shows. So next thing you know, the lights come down. You're like, all right, so what's it going to be? What's this announcement? Is it going to be, uh, you know, the person that we thought it was going to be the mystery person? No. Uh, Out comes Risa Serra, out comes Susan Suzuki, out comes Akane Fujita, out comes the other two that I don't know. uh, Prominence, um, two of the top five uh, from um, Ice Ribbon that recently left the company at the end of last year that we talked about a little bit on the show, Um, they left to become a hardcore deathmatch faction uh, and they had um, struck a deal with Russell Universe to have their shows broadcast on Russell Universe along with Noah and DDT and Tuggy Joshi Pro. Um, I believe they still have that, but they showed up here because um, you have that that whole thing with Julia. So um they come out to the ring, Reese and Sarah comes out and said, announces themselves and says, We're here for we're here for one reason one reason only, more or less. Julia, bring your punk ass down to the stage. Julia walks out. She, she looks Snake skin pants. Snake skins pants because she is a snake. Um, uh, it, she uh, she comes in and she makes little jokes about, I thought y'all were happy with wrestling, which is the tagline for Ice Ribbon, be happy with pro wrestling. So so what are Let's y'all see. doing here? Uh, Suzu, <coughs> Suzu gets the mic. She basically she smiles. looks at her and
1: says, you know why I'm here.
2: And she smiles, and then she slaps the piss out of Julia, and then she says, "Like, you know, like you you left us, and you left us in tatters, and shit was bad, and you have no idea the kind of trouble you caused all of us." And you see the you see the tear, you see like the, the well the wells of t- of tears forming in her eye, like she's about to cry, and you can see the look on Julia's face, like, "Damn, I didn't realize I hurt you this much," and. Uh, next thing you know, uh, Julia says something slick, and um, Risa Risa grabs the mic uh, or, or just shoves Julia to the ground and says, "Like, all right, well, like we're gonna fa- we're come- we're gonna see you on at in Sumo Hall in Mar- at the end of March." And Julia was threatened about that, and then she <laughs> tried to attack, and you know it's five on one, and this is a death match uh, unit, so they grabbed her. They 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 ice they grabbed her by the arms and she was held hostage and in, in Suzu with all that hurt and heart hurting her heart she reaches to her waistband and produces a hammer she puts the hammer in the sky and she goes to try to swing that shit at a, a, a helpless helpless Julia and at the last second Tecla grabs her or Tecla sorry 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 JD uh Tecla grabs. Uh, her and stops her and they start fighting. Uh, so it's DDM in the ring and it's uh, and it's promise and they start scrapping it out. It's Suzu so and Julie immediately start grabbing each other. They start fighting each other and they they basically fight out to the uh, to the to the promo area backstage away from the crowd and the, and the crowd claps. This is gonna be the hottest thing in Joshi for a long time and probably all the way through March till they finally have figure out whatever match is gonna be.
1: Suzu still on stage with the hammer like Gallagher.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh so for those
1: Suzu that- better with the hardware than show Credler says.
2: Yeah. She, I mean she actually uses it and also light tubes and all types of crazy shit. So uh the thing with uh I can't really speak much for the other two that I don't know like uh like um Miyagi don't know. Um the other one I don't know but uh, the lat. so I saw the 15th anniversary show for Ice Ribbon uh last year. Um, that didn't have the good attendance, but um, third from the top was uh Akane Fujita and she was with Tekla and they had a very good physical match. Um, the and then obviously like uh Suzu, Suzu's one of the better Joshis, uh, Joshi in in, in on the scene, same for Risa Sarah. So, um, Suzu was the champion. Um, and early became champion early 2020, and was probably going to have a title defense against Julia. But Julia left in the middle of the night, like the Baltimore Colts, uh, <laughs> out of the premises. So um, I'm sure when she meant that, she was like, "We were supposed to do all this shit together. And you lucky left me hanging to dry." Um. I so, uh, Julia so, yeah. thought
1: she wasn't never going to see them again. You know, yeah. went to a new school, transferred, all that. Yeah. Nah, so we we hear. Right. you, you ain't getting away from us. We yes, gonna pull you down. <laughs> crabs in a bucket.
2: Oh my god. So um the thing for me is seeing that and seeing how uh you know Julia has such a um contentious relationship with Ice Ribbon since she left, obviously, because she left and she may or may not have still been under contract. And uh, you know, uh really Really upset.
1: Hey, check the comments and read, 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 read the uh, last comment, James. It all
2: got blocked out, so because it, it all in, it has all stars, so I can asterisks So like, send Kr- it to me. yeah. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find it. So anyway, um, yeah, like, so she has been sniping at Ice Ribbon, like on like Shoe Pro and any uh, media that she has the like uh, the talk about it. So. Um (laughs) so uh yeah the Robert Ursay of Joshi
1: (laughs) Julia the Robert Ursay of Joshi. That's great.
2: Okay. The art model of Joshi Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so um what's gonna say yeah 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 so I forgot where our point was about Ice Ribbon. Uh oh yeah, so Julia's been saying this stuff back and forth, and then like even Sukasa Fujimoto was like, You left, why are you still talking about us? Or whatever else. And obviously, like a lot of people in this scene, especially wrestler fans that like aren't on the ground and are not like domestic fans, like they still have this outdated sense of loyalty as far as like how it used to be in like, you know, the eighties and the nineties when it came to promotions, where it's like you don't leave uh stay with you know who trained you more or less like and if you do it's taboo or whatever else well like and then from julia's perspective it was like she said like i wanted to do this full time like in a lot of wrestlers outside of stardom this is like they do this as like weekend warriors like they're not actually like doing this and making full-time money to do it like so um Julio, at that point in time, like, she was a upper mid-carter in Ice Ribbon. She wasn't a top star. Like, she was somebody that they would send out to for Yuki to defend it against a fucking smoker. Like, uh, but anyway, like, she left, um, and she may have still been on a contract. So there were a lot of bad feelings but back, back and forth between them. So like, it's, it, it's actually like somewhat realistic and plausible that like these people are pissing each other. But, you know, ultimately like they're there for, for Julia because Julia became a gigantic superstar in that scene while she joined stardom and they put the rocket ship to her. She showed and proved. So like from that perspective, like now that like ice ribbons is bit in tatters, like, you know, like they also lost Maya Yuki. She's gone freelance. You have prominence who all left to go freelance, start their own shit. Like now, you look at their top stars that are full time, the only two left are uh Sakushi and Sukasa. And it's like now now Tekla, who was their top Gaijin, who was a, you know, um was a champion there, like she left now she's in Donado Mondo, It's like Everybody's like has came to Julia now. It's like Julia's up by five thousand. It's five thousand nothing. Uh, Julia versus Ice Ribbon right now. So
1: Julia won.
2: I said that once Tecla showed up. Now she's she's. I mean she's is, she's like laughing this, and running backwards.
1: This is like some Bob Stoops, you know, run the scoreboard up.
2: Yeah, keep yeah, throwing. Like what what BC, are we doing the, the computer, fourth? The throwing. computer score is boy, boy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's real bad. Um, and you know. Like we talked about, it, like ice ribbons, their future, like is really, is is really, is really dangerous. Like it, could it could go bad. Like obviously, you know, they'll they'll move people up, but like their undercards. Aside from like t- uh, uh two people from what I saw from their 15th anniversary, that's all they got right now. And like obviously, you know, they're freelancing, but you know how freelancer works. Like freelancers, when they show up to stardom, they tend to like eventually stay. Yeah. Over time, because they're getting paid more money than they ever made before, typically. So, um, I don't know what this means, but I'm really interested. Like, it would be really cool. My my personal dream would be for Prominence to show up. They're their own faction. You have Suzu and Risa as top stars in the faction, obviously. You have a, a good number two in, in Vegeta. Um, You have those other two. You can figure out what you are going to do with it as far as being pioneers or whatever else. And then, like, you have you do your Donald Del versus Prominence feud throughout like 2021 um and like you still have prominence have their independence so they can do their produce shows they can do that death match shit way the fuck over there away from stardom leave it over there go over there you got your tv deal with Russell universe go do that and then when it's time for big shows or or whatever else bring your asses here and Fresh, it help fresh up the card and even add to the depth. Where like uh, on weekends, you don't have everybody wrestling. You don't even need to wrestle hundred uh, dates, except for like the young girls at the bottom of the card. You can have Tam Nakano only have to wrestle like eighty shows. My, you only have to wrestle eighty shows. Sure, only have to wrestle eighty shows opposed to hundred and two, or you know, like it would keep them fresher,
1: right?
2: And also give you the opportunity to run more shows if you so choose. So yeah. Um... It lower some of the injury risks because they wrestle damn hard. So, like, I think that like it's going to be really interesting because like Suzu's really fucking good, and so is uh, Sarah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. That was that was that angle. So. Um.
1: Tag, tag team match: Odeo, tie, Momo, and Starlight Kid. They defeat Azumi and Utami, who came out looking like Shawn Michaels and Diesel.
2: Um, <laughs> he mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was dying laughing when I saw them. Um, <laughs> Momo and Starlight, just perfect evil shitheads. Yeah. And like they were, this match was, oh, it was blazing speed, million yes. miles an hour. I fucking love this match.
2: Yes. But they also called it, they also told a great story. They also told a great story. So um, like, as you also, mentioned,
1: like Momo needs to be in lights out matches with both Uzumi <laughs> and Utami. And. <laughs>
2: Well, this match originally was supposed to be Utami versus Momo, or maybe um that was a the match they went with once they thought Azumi they feared that she had broke her nose once, you know, Momo kicked the shit out of her with the punk kick. Uh so um and that's the beginning of the match. Like uh o- or Queen's Quest jumps tie at the beginning of the bell, they end up with Azumi and Momo in the ring. Uh, Momo uh gets the advantage and she goes and she smirks and she's like, I'm just gonna punk kick her face off again. And Azumi gets out of the way. She kicks. Uh, she kicks Momo's leg from out of her leg. She ends up in that, in the, uh, on her, on hands and knees. And she ends up in the shit out of Momo. Um, Utami gets in. Utami stomps the shit out of uh Momo. Uh, Momo was able to uh thwart her with, I think, with a head kick. Uh, gets in kid. Kid and um Azumi start. It's like kid and momos Kid and Utami start doing stuff. Azumi gets in. Uh, kid ends up thwarting them, ends up, uh, somehow getting like a, um, some lucha move to thwart, to, to, to turn the tables, both of them. Ends up going back and forth, back and forth. End up with some, ends up with a, uh, a really good uh, exchange between, um, Momo and Utami. Uh, and then you end up finishing off where, uh, the hills end up getting in, in involved after a couple ref bumps. Um, Oedo Tiger runs wild for a while. hit all their finishes on Azumi, um, and Kid, she gets a kick out. And then Kid takes Azumi, or with the help of Momo, uh, they end up actually hitting like a pendulum, a pendulum drop thing that looked fucking awesome. And then they, uh, Momo ends up putting Azumi uh, up on the top rope, and then Kid finishes Azumi with a with a Spanish fly. It was a great match, blazing yep. speed. Um, I, I would compare <coughs> this with the um, this Wrestle Kingdom match. Um, and like, whereas like, I would give this four stars. If it just went a little bit longer. Like it, w- but like, if someone gave it four, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame them at all because this match was blazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, loved it, and, and like, it just made you want to see Azumi beat their asses. Like yeah. eventually, like, yeah. Um, and Momo thinks everything's a game, and like, she is kicking. Like this is the best Momo I've seen. Like this is personality like, wise. My- yeah like you know personality wise and it feels like in the ring like she's just like on another level right now
2: well you know, the thing is rich like it was momo and the, it was momo and azumi the and then like she basically traded in a, she traded in azumi for the other azumi like right. so it's like she's just evil now like <laughs> but it's the same but it's like I, I got the same quality of like tag team partner like Kid, like Momo and, and Kid need to be tag team champs by by at some point this year. Mm-hmm. Like if they're not gonna if they're not gonna belt up either one of them and give them a red or white belt either one of them, like they should be tag champs at some point this year because they so clearly. Y- good so
1: you're basically trying to say Momo with Bobby Fish and bouncing between Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Roger Strong.
2: Uh no, I wasn't saying that. Uh, do you mean O'Reilly bounce between Roger Strong? Okay. 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 So, okay. I just say you say Bobby Fish. I thought you hated Bobby Fish. <laughs> My
1: fault. My fault. Uh,
2: yeah. 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 Pretty much. I mean, pretty much. Obviously. I mean, we're we really talking about like two different co- two uh, different Roger Strongs and not no yeah. Bobby. there ain't yeah. no Bobby Fish. Ain't no Bobby Fish's equation. Uh. But yeah. yeah. Like you can say it's more like a uh, Seth with the Shield members. Ah. Uh-huh. That I think that's a fair comparison. Uh. Yeah. So. Um. They had a killer match, and I would love for them to have another rematch at some point. Like, I, like you mentioned, like those two matches that like they already did the Azumi match, um, and but like the Tommy match needs to happen at some point, and maybe that's the next pay per view. But like, that's gonna be killer when they do that too. Um, like Azumi should be set up to like become a, a red belt title challenger. It'll probably be like you know Cinderella time, but can't wait for it. Um, next match after that, the for for the vacant SWA title, um, it is. Mina versus Tecla. And this whole feud is basically is basically around these two have a uh, a curiosity and an interest in an attraction to each other. Um, <laughs> and they're going to sell it in the ring. Um, and it starts out and it's so playful and they're playing, t- they're basically playing tag with each other and then they eventually get in the ring and they start like throwing.
1: Bro, Thekla start or Thekla starts this match on
2: yep. the top rope. Yes. Like she's, she's, like she's from another planet or she, something. She has, she has almost too much charisma. Like she's super care, she's super charismatic, but she's, at the same time, she's also weird as fuck. Right. So, like, but I don't mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like it is, and I feel like this is the best way she's channeled it in stardom so far. And like so that means she's getting better doing it, but like they they're gonna like the domestic crowd is going to love her as a as a as a new type top gaijin. Like I, I think they're gonna take to her very kindly. Like, obviously they already have with you know her previous history in ice Ribbon and wherever else. Like and that's another thing, like when Promina showed up, like when once once Risa, like walked out where they could see the blue hair, everyone you could hear people gasping. They're like what the fuck are they doing here? <laughs> Who so, is right. these uh, niggas? Right. So, so Tekla, uh, Tekla and Mina, like, they they start doing the playful thing where they're, you know, they're teasing each other uh, and then eventually they get in the ring and they start showing off that high speed stuff that they can, they can do uh, with each other and then they start throwing elbows into each other's chest plates and then and then Tekla, she basically starts. She gets. She basically backs Mina up into the ropes. She starts throwing like these palm strike chops to her chest. Starts blistering her uh, Mina's chest up. Mina fights back, She's uh, fucking her up. Yeah, she was. Her her whole chest was just lit up in red and blistered open. Um, uh, it looked like uh, remember when Daniel Prime first came back and uh, and he started getting chopped, and you're like, yo, his anemic ass is is getting t- just just looking like ground beef. His chest. Same thing with Mina. So, um. They go back and forth, and it's really good. It's really good. I I would have given this three and a half stars if they not like you know did the goofy stuff at the beginning. But like I mean, it's at least a three and a quarter. I really enjoyed this, and I thought this is one of Mina's best singles matches. And Tekla, like you know, just like when we first uh when like I figured that she was going to win this belt. We all figured this, and like I think that she can do some damage wrestling the mid card of stardom because like that's what she'll be put up with defending this belt. She's gonna I feel like she's gonna have it for a while, and she's gonna show and prove her value. Um, like being on these undercards, pay-per-views, like being, you know, in the third match and the fourth match or whatever else in the mid card. Like I think she's going to have, a, she's going to have a lot of really like m- middle three, high three matches.
1: Yeah. Um. This wasn't a, on a preview show, we pretty much essentially said, uh, take a little win. She would get the chance to kind of define herself with this belt in the promotion. Not worry about Mina at all. She's like, you know, she's always got, Something going on,
2: yeah. Um, uh, next match after that, uh, you ended up getting the uh, tag team titles defended. Hazuki uh, and Kaguma versus Mike and Himeca. Um So in the in the final of the uh, ten million yen paper pay per view, ten million yen tri- trios um, final, uh, it was Mahima Poi versus. Uh, the top three stars, Suzuki, Kaguma, and Mayu. So they've already had a match where DDM won. So this is more or less a rematch with, you know, two thirds of it. So as, as they talked about, like a lot of this match at the beginning to start out was to get, was uh, Kaguma trying to convince uh, Micah to do the bearism. Uh, The match starts and Micah is actually like, she's like, I got something for you, sucker. Like you, so you're so keen on getting people into the bearism how about i get you into the bearism and then i take advantage of it uh so like she's micah starts it up and gets kaguma into it himeka's on the apron she's into it they go micah goes by hazuki who's on the her, her corner in the apron no one no trying part. to get hazuki into it hazuki's like can y'all fucking fight already i want to do this stupid shit i want to fight what so, is
1: this fuck shit like?
2: yeah so they they start goofing off. So then they get into it with uh, uh, with, with wrestling really fast, um, and it, it was really it was great all throughout. Like it was it was uh, you know, I mean it's basically like more or less the equal of uh, the previous tag match. It was great wrestling. Uh, there's cool spots all throughout it. There's a spot in there where um, Hazuki hits the ropes and has uh, Kaguma in between her and between Kaguma's in between. Hazuki and Hameka and Kaguma basically, like, catapults Hazuki into the air. She is basically, like, a, you know, a uh, co-breaker off of that. That was really cool. Uh, there's also a spot where um, they get Hameka up. Uh, or they had knocked Micah out on the floor. Uh, Kaguma and Hazuki get up to the top rope to basically hit, like, a diving double move onto Hameka. Micah makes a save um, while they're up on the ropes, and then by that time she's fighting both of those two. Uh, she gets them and grabs them uh, for a doubles uh, second rope superplex, and then Hameka gets up, comes to, it, and it basically hit uh a, a Tower of Doom spot where one person superplexing tw- superplexing two people. Uh, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, from that point because uh the legal people were, uh, K- uh Kaguma and Hameka, Hameka then uh wears out uh Kaguma with Larius his his comes off the rope and hits her with one that turns uh Kaguma inside out. She goes then uh grab um Kaguma to cover her and then Kaguma basically uh hits her hit like gotcha inside cradle small package one, two, three, caught her slipping. Um yeah. and <clears> Hameka <throat> Hameka kicked at three point one, got up and grabbed, barbed the ref and put him into the corner, and then stomped his ass out and was furious and then argued with him outside the ring. And then she stormed off. I thought I thought it was a great finish.
0: The,
1: um, the finish fooled me and in, uh, or initially I thought it went the other way, but then like when they got up, I was like, oh, okay. Um, so Micah and Hameka continuing to prove um, what you know the answer to the question, like what if the Undertaker and Kane were
2: good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Mecca is better than Kane, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to argue with you. I'm not, I'm not even going to go there with you. But yeah, like um, this, I, was, this is like, an excellent like match of exactly. speed. And, sorry,
1: I said I like how you know exactly who I pegged to be who because like Micah I have yeah. her as Undertaker, right?
2: Stewart wears black a lot, and then the other one was wearing black and red and is bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew what you meant. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I wasn't gonna say yeah, like this was a perfect like uh, storytelling um, thing of like bigger or a like, smaller, but more experienced, more skilled, and fa- and quicker and faster versus just pure power and strength. And like they display both in size, in size advantage. Like it, it was a great tag team between two giants versus two quicks. Awesome. Um, I end up going. Um, I thought about giving it four stars. I end up going uh, three and three quarters. Um, I think I'm the same on that. Yeah. So, um, next match after that, white belt match, Kamatani versus Unagi. In eighteen minutes, I gave this three and three quarters. Yes, sir. I it it, it succeeded in every facet that you can imagine. Uh, the only thing that I uh, and this also for the this also be the semi main event. My thing for semi main event is like uh, come up with your own matches because like this is. Very similar to uh, the layout for the white belt match that Unagi had with Tam, but at least Unagi got herself a, a match she can go to when, when need be. She has a template to work on. So, because look, a lot of these wrestlers that are that are of the skill level or worse than Unagi, uh, or even a little bit better than Unagi, ain't got a template for a championship match. She ain't got one to even th- come up with to think of. But she was using um she was using her Blade Runners to then set up the stretch plum, which is very similar to what happened with Tam. Um, And I got to say, like, I thought, while I wasn't crazy about the first two, first half of this match, I thought the closing stretch was sensational. Bro, Um, the
1: crowd was going crazy um, at the end of this shit. Like, uh, the eel came to play, showed up with the fire gear on, like, kind of like the red tint of what she normally um,
2: wears. She, uh, I think that, I don't think, I know outside of Shuri, nobody comes up with new gear as often as her, like, from last year alone, or since she started in Stardom, she has had one, two, three, four, five, six different gears since she started in Stardom, and that was, it's been like 11, or sorry, it's been like 13 months, like, she had two different gears for, uh, for the Grand Prix, she had a new gear for, uh, her white belt match in November against Tam and she had new gear here. Like, and they're all, and they're, all of them are dope. Like they're getting progressively better too. Um, yep. So yeah, like she, you know, if she keeps this up. She's going to end up being yeah, uh, nominated, nominated. For, for, yep, nominated for best dress. Yep. All she needs uh-huh. now is like a jacket <laughs> or a robe to, to tie it all together. Cause the one she had before doesn't really match what she, what she, where she's doing now with her gear. But once she catches up, she'll definitely be on this list. She gets herself a a robe or, or a jacket or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but
1: I, I like both of these wrestlers. So, like, I, you know, like, th- these are two of my uh, picked ones. So, uh, Sai Kamatani gets her, her first title defense. Very happy to see that. Uh, she fucking destroyed her with that Phoenix splash at the end, though. We're getting uh, to it.
2: So, I thought some of the striking at the beginning was kind of weak. But by the time they got to the closing stretch, this was fan-fucking-tastic, this closing stretch. Kamatani has her beat. She goes to the top rope for his Phoenix Splash. Unagi stops her and pulls her off the ropes and hits an inverted Power Slam. I believe it's called a, a Dominator for two for two count. Unagi hit, goes to the top rope, hits a hits her Frog Splash finish for the win. Or sorry, for the uh, near fall. Uh, Unagi gets Kana- Konami. Uh, Unagi gets Kamitani up and goes for her double underhook. Made in Japan. Kamatani spins out. Uh, to escape and then hits a flash Rana. Unagi kicks at 2.9, and uh, Kamatani follows up with a spinning heel kick. Uh, Kamatani gets up Unagi for a star crusher. Unagi was playing possum, and immediately escapes and gets Kamatani up for her modified Made in Japan finish. Kamatani wiggles down, hits an inside cradle and inside cradles them in one fluid motion into position to where she can get her up for the star crusher and then drops her with it for another great near fall. And then Kamatani goes to top rope and hits a brutal spinning splash where she like accidentally comes down shin first on Unagi, uh, for the win. Like, I don't know if it's because like, uh, sometimes when Unagi or when Kamatani doesn't like, uh, hit it flush, like she tends to like, um, Under rotate or Unagi was too close compared to how she normally comes out, but like she came down Shin's first Odunagi and fucking murdered her, and it wasn't on purpose at all. But she Mm -hmm. fucking murdered her, and it looked fucking brutal, and it added to the match for me because I was like, God (laughs) damn, she killed her. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, like I said, like this is the second best match of uh, of Unagi's career. It went eighteen minutes. Like if you had told me thirteen months ago that she could be out here having three and three quarter star matches and back-to-back uh, title challenges. I'd tell you ain't no fucking way. Like she's progressed that much. Like she Read still has weird. Eel. she, she really has some, um, she still has some weird, um, movement problems or whatever else. Like she gets, uh, she gets happy feet when she runs, but like runs ropes, but whatever she, she has figured out a match that works for her that can be applicable to other people. And like, that's where we are now.
1: Yeah, man, I can't wait till Rossi's mystery person is unveiled, and the person that welcomes uh, them back to the or to the promotion is the eel. You know, Unagi Sayaka. You know, will be assessing whoever this is.
2: So, uh, semi so event. Um, this match was originally supposed to be a triple threat match, a two fall triple threat match between um Mayu and Julia and Tam. Where uh, the first two falls, the uh, winner of uh, the first fall was going to be, moved, be removed out of the match and then it was going to continue to be a singles match until there's a winner. And uh, both people that won uh, the two falls were going to be uh, put into the main events entitled matches against whoever the Red Bell champion is by that time um, at both Summon Hall shows. Uh, Tam like, a couple hours before the show starts, they say that Tam, Waka, and Mai all have, uh, were physically, uh, not in good, condi- good enough condition to compete, which Nudge Nudge Drinks Winked is probably, you know, what you think it is, so, because, uh, you know, like, Tam and Waka and Mai are scheduled to wrestle at Corken Hall in, uh, a couple hours, so, um, you t- you name me other playing other thing where you you know not con- conditionally fit to uh, perform, and then four days later you are like I'll give you a, I'll give you a nudge. Somebody, somebody, uh, actually not somebody. Matt Jacks said that he beat it in four days, also or two days actually, <laughs> just recently. So, um, yeah, so that stunk that they missed out, but um, they ended up having between Mayu and Julia, I believe, uh. This might be their best match. I, I kind of favor their uh, their Grand Prix match from last year uh, from a rewatch perspective because it didn't go 30 minutes, but um, this match was fucking excellent. Uh, this is one of the better matches in the history of stardom. Um, this match, uh, given the way that it was laid out in the template, it reminds me a lot of the Tam in um, Mayu match from October. That title match also went to a 30-minute time limit draw. Um uh, just a lot of it was taken from that uh and it, i had the same opinion uh for that match where uh they were headed toward or for my for my opinion they were headed towards one of the best matches in, in promotions history and then the draw happens and you're kind of just like well uh, it, it leaves you on that kind of note but um after seeing but for me i had the watching it and seeing that they were doing, going through the, the beats of the Tam and Mayu match from October, I was like, oh, this is going to a 30-minute draw anyway. So, I, I was I was already like, I already knew where it was headed. And then they kept headed there. I was like, oh, I'm not shot at all. This went to 30 minutes. I, I knew I knew it was going to 30 minutes. It was, it was the same exact match. Or not same yeah. exact match, but very much the same match.
1: Yeah, I thought this was great. Um, the I, I knew it was a draw going in by the time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty much just watching it and was like, Yeah, this is pretty fucking good. And I was just about to say here, take your four and a half stars and go. Yep. And then like it just got better. Like and I was like four and three quarters. Um Mayu had this thing where she essentially just taps back into being the icon and it's like, <laughs> Yeah, I was hanging out for a year, damn near. But I'm back in a main event spot now and I'm fucking incredible. So I'm going to show it and that part with the blood like I had to rewind that. like when I saw it it was like I that I was like this shit went to another level and then like you know it ended right after that and it was just like
2: oh, you ate fuck. It like 30 seconds later.
1: Yeah, so Julia yeah. was awesome like her physicality is something to behold. Um I'm still getting used to the look but uh like with the hair and all that stuff
2: but um It's weird, because, like, she didn't, like, so she had the hair when she came back. She had the, uh, the Hanakamura, uh, Rina Yamashita, uh, emulated black woman hair, right? Um, when she came back, and then, like, at the beginning of January, like, she had her normal hair, like, she, like, she was, like, brought back to 2020. I'm sorry, yeah, back to 2020, and then, like, she got her hair done again, and it was like, all right, well, that's what you want to do. Um... You know, I, I, I don't, I, I, don't know how that works over there. I, I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm not. I wish I didn't have. I didn't wish I didn't have to see it. But whatever. That's. I, I I'm not. I don't have the energy to be madder about that because I don't. I don't know what they know and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. I'm whatever. I mean, Julie um,
1: already addressing that as the police, so I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, she did that too. A lot of um, questionable decisions. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, this match was awesome. Like, um, Mayu kicks, uh, Julia's ass for, like, the first five minutes of the match. Uh, Julia ends up answering back by, uh, basically, it was a situation where she actually, like, got a, she got, um, by happenstance or by a reversal happened. Like, she basically slapped on a submission on Mayu's arm and then basically throughout the match, like, got back to submissions on her arm. Um, they end up outside the ring, um they brawl outside the ring the ref comes out uh trying to tell him to get back in the ring doesn't want to count them out doesn't even start to count julia throws him to the ground and then you and then like launches off his back for a missile drop kick uh they end up back in the ring um are oh, they also teased if not if, a um they also teased a uh a 20 count by like my use of hinder with a uh a tombstone on the floor uh, Julia answers back and like hits her with like a off the apron, hanging off the apron neck breaker. They, they make the count of 19. Uh, they throw head butts to their feet. Um, and then they go, and then there's a, there's a run where they basically no sell Germans, for, uh, German suplexes for like, like six of them, three apiece for each. Um, uh, there's a escape out the back door finish uh, that Julia hits at Mayu immediately reverses like, it was very much like that Tam Julia met or Tam Mayu match from October where like the, the head bust, the fight outside with the ref, the, the head bust to the feet, the, the reverse, the flash reversal pin that Mayu reverses, um, the soup, the, the run of suplexes. It, it was, I guess, I guess, guess that's my te- like draw template. I don't know. I don't know, but whatever, like the match was awesome. Um, and yeah, like it's one of the best matches of the year so far. Um, whether you like the finish or not, uh, so yeah,
1: draws, uh,
2: draws. So I thought last year was the year to draw. So no it's gonna continue. Call. They got more people. They got to protect, baby. <laughs> There's gonna be more draws oh. probably. Uh, so yeah, He's um, the body. Yeah, so my uh, body end ends up going up for a a second rope moonsault. I don't know if that's a uh, EO tribute or not. She used to do second rope moonsaults so and the history with a big one for a finish. But uh, his second rope moonsault goes up. Uh, a second one. But before she hits the second one uh, on the top rope, like she sits there forever. Cause obviously like to sell that, you know, the, 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 the where's a battle also slash by time. Cause I'm trying to get right to the draw, uh, the time limit. So she gets up and hangs up there and fights to get to her feet and, and looks off balance and then finally hits it. And when she comes down, she lands with her waist right on Julia's jaw. And, uh, Julia gets split open on her jaw. Uh, and, uh, Julia kicks, She's bleeding everywhere. They they uh, they get to their They get to their knees, and they throw. I think they throw either headbutts or forearms, into the bell rings for uh for a conclusive finish. Um, great match. One of the best matches of the year so far. Um, so uh, Rossi then says, you know, y'all went to a draw, so uh, both of you get get the title shots on um, March twenty sixth and twenty seventh uh Sumo, at the Summa Hall shows. I think my I don't know what she said, but Mayu basically said, like, I'll take the last one. I'll take the last show. Thank you. <laughs> uh I don't I don't know exactly what she said. She probably was like, Look, I had you damn near beat, so I'll take the last one. You go out there and fight, uh, you go out there and wear down uh Shuri for me and then I'll go, <laughs> I'll go take the belt probably. <laughs> after you wear each other out. But uh yeah. Uh they shook hands afterwards and they uh went ended up going to the back. Um so then the main event, the Red Belt t- title match shiri in her first defense versus mariah uh the uh the new incomer uh in this match was power power and power versus this wrestler and um shiri ended up working this to where she uh she was overwhelmed at first and then she wore over over time she wore mariah the fuck out and then Mariah was home for dear life and she kept fighting and, fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and the crowd got behind her and started clapping in their cadence that Mariah wanted to, to, them to clap for her in. And I got to say, I don't think I've ever seen, you know, Shuri's one of the hardest kickers in the world. I don't think I've ever seen her kick anyone this hard as she was kicking Mariah. She yep. fucked her chest up. Um,
1: Straight up bro So This was a gang Initiation (laughs) You want to be down with Donald Del Mondo? Alright you gonna gonna Fight me, the world class Woman on another level, Shuri Like Shuri was fucking Bullying her but she wouldn't Die and Shuri like Kind of loses focus and then Mariah Like starts handing her her ass At a certain point in the match But then Shuri's like well I'm Shuri and I ain't fucking losing, and yeah. she fucked kicks. her up even more. And then kicks fight. came
2: out, and then the kicks come out. I love when Shuri holes off on the kicks. I love it. Like Shuri, that's, Shuri, She's Shuri, like the yeah. biggest equalizer in wrestling right now. is like, once she start, once she'll she wrestle you, like, she also has a fork, how she forms her match, where like, she'll always take a big bump out on the floor, on the apron too, Shuri. Uh, after she starts, after she's already like, got control of the match, she'll like, they give control back to her opponent, but like, man, like, once them kicks fly off, it's just shit's on a different level. Like <laughs> it just just changes the fucking temperature of the room. Um but yeah, like as you mentioned, um she, Mariah kept fighting and fighting and fighting and then eventually like um she just took her fucking head to took, took her fucking head off with a buzzsaw kick, got her up, uh and start, actually started throwing some um back uh, spinning back fists, some hurricanes uh, and then sent uh Mariah over to the ring ropes and then she got behind her, lifted her up. And uh, hit her with the uh, one wing, um, Emerald, uh, Flosion and got the win. Um, and they signed off. Um, this was an excellent shot. I, I ended up giving this, uh, I don't know, probably like four or four and a quarter. I don't know, but it went like 20 something minutes, Six. like over 25 Six. minutes, 26 yeah. minutes, 27 minutes. And like, you know, like this is somebody that like doesn't even have 100 matches, I don't think. Like I have to look it up, but like this it was is impressive. Yeah. Like,
1: it, this was great
2: yeah uh it like this is a woman that is like basically just a power wrestler that has the um has like the the stock setting yet like the young girl setting and like we'll see what she ends up developing into with what she adds over time but like she's not even close to fully formed and she went out there with one of the best in the world and you know what in a way it reminds me of the uh 2018 grand prix uh final with uh utami and, and mayu where it's like this woman has no business having a match of this caliber given her stage. So obviously, you know, Utami was only like that was probably like, her th- probably like her fucking 15th match, but still, it was like of that level where it's like you went 30 you went third damn near 30 minutes with one of the best wrestlers in the world. You had a great match and you held your own and like who knows what the fuck you're going to be in 2 years. Um so yeah, Mariah has a career 80 matches.
1: Uh Kriller says, "Why didn't Tokyo Joshi Pro
2: have anything for Mariah?" I can't answer that. I mean, okay, why didn't they have anything for Natsupoi? Why didn't they have anything for? Well, I mean, she was a mid carder in, in Tokyo Pro. We get my point. Like, Tokyo Pro has like six really good wrestlers, and then the rest are like people that have some people have a clue, and the rest don't. Right? Like, I think Suzume and I think um, Arisu Endo have clues. I think like uh, like Palm Harajuku and um, like Raku, and, like, Hyper Masao, some of them, like, they, they're, like, comedy people are too far gone, or not good enough, or don't even have, or don't even have a fucking clue, like, uh, Mina, they, they didn't do nothing with Mina, they didn't do nothing with Unagi, I think a lot of it had to do with Unagi, having her, having a dislocated elbow, and was out for a while, but, like, Natsupoy was somebody where it's like, I saw Natsupoy, first I ever saw her, um, in Tokyo Pro was against, um, Saray. So right? Mm-hmm. And they, that was like a, uh, that was like a damn near four star match. They killed it. I'm like, why is this woman just a mid Carter? I didn't know how good Tokyo, how much depth they have. She should be like at the top of the card, but that's not what they use it for. So like you know, um, they have uh, Miyu and Miyu's their ace, and Miyu beats everyone's asses, and eventually like she'll you know she'll put over Yuka and it'll feel great. Uh, and then, but it'll always come back to Miu and eventually, like, Maki, Maki-Iro will end up beating, uh, Miyu, and eventually, like, hopefully, Mizuki will beat Miu, but they just got a top six, or top seven. Um, like, I think Akari Noah is really good, too. Um, but that's kind of where they have it at, and I don't know why they didn't want to expand to that. I don't know why they, like, they don't, I don't feel like they push people in the way that, that uh, Stardom does, but... From what I've seen and from what I hear, but, you know, um, I'll take the people that were talented that they didn't want to do nothing with and hear, like, that's fucking awesome. Yes. So, yeah. Like, Mariah, I, I know a lot of people were, like, were really high on her because I think, um, Miyu has, like, a factor of just being, like, bigger than the other girls, Right, Uh, and Mariah is way bigger than uh, Miyu, or so. Like they may have given her the push because she would have been like their Utami, but their Utami is now another Utami here. So it is what it is. Not no more. Yeah, Um, but yeah, this was this is gonna be the best show of the year for uh, until at least uh, what's it called? Until at least um, Revolution comes. Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is a good ass show. This is gonna be one. I don't think there'll be 15 shows better than this this year. Yeah, man. We'll see. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, get those votes in for one uh, Asia Radio Awards 2021. we uh, probably count those
1: up pretty soon. I think we're coming up on maybe some type of light week at some point this month, so uh, we'd like to... Yeah, appreciate it, Crudler. Um Yeah, uh, if you guys can get your votes in, check the link of the show uh, in the description. Um we got, like I said, close races and uh, you know, FOH drafts still out there. Um, you know, we got a round number that it would be nice to hit that we're not that far away from. So uh go ahead and uh help your boys out. You want to hear the craziest podcast of the year, uh, check that out. payhipcom slash social
2: suplex. And um uh, yeah. Yeah. Um also uh go to our Red Circle my red circle and uh, drop us off a donation. Donations, gifts, all that. Um, uh, and be sure to check out the other shows on the network. Uh, besides, One Radio, besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style, The Rick and Clive Russing Show, Groman Washes Shit, The Great Consequences Podcast, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, and AEW Match Guy. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.